Blog Talk Radio. The Canes Nation screamed and shouted. It flew banners. It drew blood. And now, at last, the Miami Hurricanes have a defense out on the field that has the whole country once again becoming excited for a Miami-Florida State football game with the belief that the Miami Hurricanes have a real chance to end a winning streak that will reach 25 games if the Seminoles take care of business against Virginia on Saturday night. ABC has chosen next week's clash for its primetime 8 p.m. slot, setting the stage for an out-of-this-world day of tailgating and excitement at Sun Life Stadium that is the greatest of opportunities for the Miami program to at last turn the corner. Did you see how helpless North Carolina looked on offense on Saturday? Was that really a byproduct of a more aggressive mindset toward defense that everybody has been begging for, not just this season, but for the past few years? And are the fans really responsible for inspiring that obvious tactical change from the coaches? Or have the back-to-back defensive gems against the Tar Heels and the Virginia Tech Hokies simply been a byproduct of the players getting better themselves? That point will undoubtedly be a huge center of debate tonight as we embark on a new edition of Kane Sport Live with the resurgent Hurricanes at 6-3 and three with an entirely new outlook on themselves and their season. But here first are a few appetizers for thought. Miami is suddenly 11th in the nation in total at 312.4 yards per game. Florida State is 61st at 388.6. Miami's 32nd in scoring defense at 21.9. FSU is 41st at 22.8. FSU has a four-point edge in offensive points per game right now, averaging 38.4. But Miami actually averages more yards per play than the Seminoles. What does it all mean? Well, probably not much, except that it just might be game on in 11 days at Sun Life Stadium. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to the fastest three hours in Hurricane Sports. As always, this is your show, and it will be driven by your participation. We have 50 open phone lines, so there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. The call-in number, as always, is 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to provide some of the topics and questions to be addressed on tonight's show. Here is some of what they came up with. Can Eric Flowers make it back in time for Florida State? And what are the chances he leaves early for the NFL draft? Why is the Canes Nation experience such drastic mood swings this year? Why are the highs too high and the lows too low? Why are people mad that the coaches won't admit that they changed things on defense? Did fan criticism really play a role in this new defensive mindset that you've seen the past several weeks now? Can the defense maintain its stellar of play? And what is the reason for it? Is it more aggressive play calling by Mark D'Onofrio? Is it better play by the players? Is it a lower level of competition? Teams like North Carolina and Virginia Tech that simply are not very good? And how are some of the individuals doing? Raphael Kirby, Artie Burns, Corn Elder, Jermaine Grace, Dion Bush. People want us to talk a little bit about that this evening. What are the pros and cons of Duke Johnson entering the National Football League after the season? 
And what has the real impact of Coach Ice Harris been? You saw in the first series alone against North Carolina on Saturday, three running backs contributing to a touchdown drive, each with gains of more than 10 yards. No question about it, the running back position is performing at a, as high a level this year at Miami as maybe it, it ever has, even when all those great backs played at the U. And Ice Harris gets a world of credit for the way those guys are developing. So tons of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, a lot of exciting things on our plate. Let's go right out to the phones. Again, the call-in number, 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. And we'll start out tonight in the 757, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, gang. Nobody but Kane Gang 1. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's happening, man? You, you sound hey, happy. Man. As, as hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, I'm, I'm very happy. For one, I don't know if it's, like you said, I don't know if it's the teams are not as good. We know Tech ain't as good as they are. We know that Carolina have the leading rusher is their quarterback. But besides that, they're playing aggressive. They're playing like they got an attitude. They're bringing some of this old stuff back that we've been looking for. Now, I'm not putting them all the way up on top. But FSU game will be a clear statement to see where we go with, um, you know, how the defense has progressed. But they are playing real well, so there's no knock on that. The offense is outstanding, as you know. I think we probably have one of the best offenses in the ACC behind, well, behind with Florida State and with Clemson. So we shouldn't have a problem. The only problem we got to hope is Duke news and Georgia Tech news, and we went out, and then we can be in a championship game and go to the habit job and keep his people and everybody be happy for the time being. But I would love to get that FSU game. Now, let me ask you this about the matchups with FSU. Clearly, our running backs are more stellar than theirs. They have the young man, um, uh, Cook. But we have Duke, Gibby, and um, Edwards. So how do you think we match up, like, offensive line-wise with them? I think receiver-wise, we're better off than they are, too. Quarterback, my man got mad with me, Charles. I said quarterback-wise, I got to give it to Winston because he is a little more experienced. But how do you feel about it, sir? Um, I'm not as over the top <laughs> as I think you are. I, I, I think uh, your assessment of the quarterback is, is probably p- pretty accurate. Uh, even though Jameis Winston makes mistakes at times, he's the reigning high sure. winner, and sure. he's, won, he's won every game he's played in college. So I, I don't think that you really – right, right now it would be fair to even make a comparison between him and Brad Kaya. Um, mm-hmm. But Kaya certainly is not hurting you uh, with his play. Um, running back. Oh, no, he's done real well. Yeah, I mean, running backs, you know, I don't think they have a Duke Johnson, um, but I think, you know, that, that um, Dalvin Cook Dalvin certainly is coming on here in his freshman yes, year. I don't, yeah, I don't think you can really say, you know, anything negative of, about the way he's playing. He looked really good. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 one of the folks to go from last year, he hasn't really, you know, the commentators were saying that during the game on Thursday, he still hasn't stepped up like they thought he would. Yeah, I mean, so I would agree with you that maybe Miami, you know, Miami has three they can count on, while Florida State probably has more like two. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think, I wouldn't yeah. dispute that, but, you know, I don't mm-hmm. see that as a huge factor in the game. I think yeah. where, you know, I think the receiver positions are comparable. I, I, I okay. think. You know, Miami has several good receivers. So does Florida State. Um, mm-hmm. I think tight end position, the way Clive Walford is playing, is comparable. 
Um, yeah, I told my man that too. Yeah, you know, where Miami might have the greatest edge if you're comparing offense versus offense is the offensive line. And the way the offensive line has been playing, you know, I think it, it, it'll be a big deal uh, for Eric Flowers to get back. It, it, you know, I think that the quality of defenders that they're going to be playing against in this game is a little bit higher than what they've been going yes, against. And, and I think yes, that sir. they can greatly benefit from a veteran like Flowers coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you've got two offensive teams that are both very explosive, capable of scoring at any time. And um, mm-hmm. really, uh, the game is going to be decided by whose defense plays the best. That's true. And turnovers, as usual, with that type of game between FSU and Miami. Okay. And the other thing, not to hold you up, uh, the special thing they did for Kelly and uh, the honorees for Russell Maryland and Jerome Brown, and it was a beautiful thing, you know, seeing it on TV. Wish it could have been there. And I don't have too much more to say because there's a billion people out there. we we'll just relax, chill out. Hopefully Florida State beat Virginia because the matchup I want is us knocking them, taking them off that 24-on-a-row pedestal and knocking them out the playoff. Wouldn't you just love that, Gary? That would be so sweet. FSU, well, you know, the playoff due to Miami. You look at all the buzz that's already developing, and, man, boy, would that be – just a, a a devastation if Virginia steps up in, in Tallahassee on oh, Saturday man, and, and, and roots it all by upsetting Florida State. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, you know, I, I'm, the Seminoles might be looking ahead a little bit, um, but they will be at home. If they were going on the road, I think it would be more of a concern. But since they're going to be at home, um, they should yeah. be able to find a way to, to beat a Virginia team that just, you know, really doesn't have the firepower to keep up with them. Now, their Virginia offense is just totally not there. Their defense, it can hold, but it can't hold forever. So, the way Winston and them have been getting through, scraping by here and there, they should get through them. But that's the game I want, baby. Them 24 straight wins, and we knock them off the pedestal. Even if we don't go to ACC championship, that's fine. I, I'll deal with that this year. Next year, we got to go. Would, would you agree next year we have to go? Uh, everyone was saying that coming in. Everyone was saying that coming into this year. So, you know, I think I think we're at the point now where that's that's the situation every year. So basically, it's every year. Well, hey, keep my whole game. Have a beautiful time, and I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Thank you for being part of the show. You know, you yes, look sir, at these teams, keep me on hold. Alrighty, you look at these teams in the coastal right now, and is, is there any reason in the world why the Miami Hurricanes? should not be dominating that division, I, you know, and and the fact that, that they've put themselves in the situation they're in, they only have themselves to blame, but that's been a, you know, the, the story that we've been certainly discussing on this show and on the message boards and everything else the entire season. Um, they, they could have had control of the Coastal if they'd just taken care of business in, in either the Louisville or the Georgia Tech games. They didn't. Um, now they're looking up at a Duke team that just seems to be blessed and certainly is blessed. Um, in the strength of schedule department, they play absolutely nobody. So other than Miami, who they lost to. So um, right now, I, I, if, I think the Miami Hurricanes need to just focus on that Florida State game. It's a massive opportunity, as everybody knows, um, to really you know make a statement about the program and where it's going. And um, so I, my guess is that's where all attention is focused right now. Not mentioning the fact that that every single or most major recruits in the state of Florida will also be in attendance next week at Sun Life Stadium. So an enormous opportunity for the Miami Hurricanes. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048.
Uh, speaking with Tallahassee, uh, let's go up to the 850, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's good with you? Doing good. Who's this? This is Jay. What's happening? What's happening? What you got you for us tonight? We can hear you. Nah, man. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, I ain't really got too many questions. I'm just going to put a couple things out there you probably agree with. Uh, like I heard you say earlier, I, I agree with the, the Florida State being a big game. I feel like um, I want I want to get on Duke for a minute. Duke balling. Duke having a great season. Probably one of the best running backs that ever come through to you. But I, I also feel like in Duke career, like he never really got off on like none of the big big games. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, he gonna yep. he actually he ball regardless, but 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 I feel like like a Florida State win, a big a big game for Duke. That that'll really that'll really do something for Duke. You see what I'm saying? Everybody I know he's an athlete, but but last year he got hurt against State. He did okay against Florida. You know, I never really seen him like excel on any of the big, big, big games with with a spotlight on him. Man, I want to see him really like get off. And I feel like this year we got the potential to do it. But I also feel like it's gonna come down to the defense because we all know if we can't get pressure on Winston, he's gonna sit back there and he's gonna just eat us. You know, that, you know I, I think that's a great, great, great point you just made, though, uh, and it's definitely worth talking about for a minute. You know, Duke Johnson is, I think it's 251 yards away from being the all-time leading rusher in the history of the University right. of Miami football program. And right. you're absolutely right. Because of all the problems that the program has been having, um, they haven't won anything in the Duke Johnson era, um, haven't won a bowl game, haven't won any championships. Um, and now you're sitting here and you're looking at this game and you're realizing he hasn't even led them to victory in a big game. (laughs) So he's going to, unless he, you know, as long as he stays healthy here down the stretch, he is going to graduate as the all time leading rusher in Miami history, having never really, you know, led, led the team to anything significant. And this game a week from Saturday is that opportunity. And yeah, I was, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it's going to be the biggest game of the Al Golden I'll, era for sure. It's going to be the biggest game of Duke Johnson's life, and it would be great for him to have the opportunity to go out there and and do what so many of the great Hurricane players in the past have done and make a difference in, in a Florida State Miami game. Right, because I was I was arguing with some with some Miami fans because they feel like. I mean, they love Duke. We love Duke, but we was going, we was going back and forth on the best running backs, and you know, they like, man, they they just feel like when we gave he and 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 Gore and and Porter the ball, teams that we was playing against back then, you know, had more stars, had you know, had more firepower. You know, the Florida State teams back in the day. You see what I'm saying? So uh-huh. that's what I'm saying. I feel like Duke got a chance to really get off, like. Just put his foot down, like, like you know, like, yeah, I belong up there, too. I mean, the stats look good. The stats look good. You know, Duke is Duke, but he needs a big game like this to really put him over that level, man. I know everybody's going to be tuned in. But another thing, man, I think that defensive line is going to have to come to play, man. It's going to come down to third down because you know how State going to play. They're going to run, run, get you. They like to get short yardage first down. They like to get more yardage second down. They like to put you in like a third and four or like a, a third and five, something manageable where Winston could just hit 
hit uh, Green on the little curl route right there. You know, usually a linebacker probably be on him, something like that, and he turned up. That's how that's what it's gonna come down to, man. We have to make big stops on third down. I'm not worried about Kaya. Kaya gonna do his thing. O line gonna block. And if they blitz, we're going to eat them up downfield because uh, I was watching the, uh, the Louisville game. They cornered slow. I mean, your boy from Louisville was eating them up. The quarterback just really wasn't getting it to him. I mean, he blew like four or five passes wide open. I was like, boy, that was tired of those completions. You talking about Devontae he, Parker? Yeah, he was. He had, he had some he – he underthrew the first bomb. You know what I'm saying? That's Kaya. That's six. Yeah. So, you know, and uh, another well, another be stat, interesting, I, you know, and 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 you know, Duke's going to get his opportunity. You know that James Coley is going to give Duke Johnson the football. He's their best player, and he's going to in a game, a big game like that. The best coaches figure out ways to ride with their best right. players, and you're going right. to see a lot of Johnson in that game. Right. One more thing, I saw what Dyeran for what? as much as a pass receiver as a running back. Right. What what Dyeran for what? Like one. 150 against State last week? Um, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, he, I, I, I he was up there. He was like, he was, he was, and it was a couple of them. If Duke would have, if that would have been Duke, he gone. Another stat I want to point out to you, man. They, they didn't sack that quarterback one time against Louisville State. I'm looking at a, a Florida State team with a weak, weak defensive line this year. I, I feel like that that would be to our advantage. But it's going to come down to play calling. It's going to come down to coaching. The last couple of years we got out coach. I believe this year we just got to. You know, it gotta it gotta be aggressive game plan. Period. We can't just sit back and, and, and play this soft cover. We gotta attack. You gotta attack Winston. If you look at North Carolina State, they was attacking Winston. If you look at Louisville early in the game, they was attacking Winston. But what they messed up at these last quarters, they got conservative, and you can't do that. You know, I don't care. Attack them, blitz them. I'd rather man up the rest of the game. If we get beat one on one, we get beat one on one. Tracy can't be in there. Tracy gonna have to. Tracy shouldn't see too much of the field this game because Tracy's feet work ain't fast enough to play with State. I'm, I'm going to call it how I see it. If, if I was not real, I'll start gunner safety with Bush because gunner the only safety that we got that could cover as far as as pass, as pass defense downfield, gunner and Bush. Uh, Fentress, yeah, Fentress run support. He's going to come up and hit you, but as far as pass coverage, Bush is solid and Gunn is solid. I'll start Corn and I'll start Artie, and then I'll bring Crawford in before before Tracy. Yeah, Tracy got a big name. You know, he's from Miami. He be out there every time he make a little play. He jumping up and down, doing all this, you know, talking trash, whatever. But Tracy would get blown one on one by one of them boys. Uh, you know, Christian or, or Bobo, man, them boys running. You know, so Sounds like we need but to that's just coaches booth. You got all, yeah, that's you got, just me, you man. got everything figured out, man. You got the substitution that's, patterns down. Yeah, that's how, that's we. You know, state is a big game. Uh, Gary, I already know this. Like you say, all the recruits are gonna be there. This, this, this either going people gonna say, man, Miami's still trash, or they are gonna be like, man, them boys back. That's it. It's either that you're or calling, that. You know. You're, you're calling from Tallahassee, right? Yeah, I'm calling from Tallahassee, but I'm I'm in I'm in Orlando. But I'm, but I'm, they, is is there any buzz up there? with the game being announced for 8 o'clock on Saturday, or are they more focused on the Virginia game right now? Oh, I'm in Orlando right now, so I, I don't even know. But when when I when I saw that, when I saw that, I made a couple calls. And, you know, that's prime time. You know, I mean, it's, it's a couple of Tallahassee cats down here, but that's prime time. You know, Gary, for, for, for ABC to put us on an 8 o'clock game, we're not the only ones seeing that. We, we know there's the potential to be a big game. They're seeing it, too. 
everybody see it. You know, they can say what they want. Oh, y'all just played North Carolina. They were sorry. Yeah, you can say what you want to say. You see us putting up points, and you see Duke getting off, and you know y'all defense suspect is here. You know what I'm saying? I I I I ain't gonna call it early, but State gonna have their hands full, man. I see an offense that can score, and I see a lot of momentum riding on us. Night game, whew. You know, but it is what it is, man. I'm a, I just wanted to run that by you a little bit. I'm just calling how I see it, Gary. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. All right, buddy. Hey, keep me on the line, man. You got it. All right. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number for anybody who wants to call in. The new college football rankings, the, the playoff rankings have come out this evening. And the Miami Hurricanes, still not sniffing that um, that top 25 in those rankings, despite the, their impressive win over North Carolina. Um, ACC teams that are in there, um, Georgia Tech is in there at 24. Duke's in there at 22. Clemson's in there at 21. Uh, Louisville's been knocked out. Florida State's in there at number two. Um, so Seminoles, in the minds of all those experts around the country that are on the panel, are clearly the best team in the ACC, and they don't feel there's a close second. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the Miami Hurricanes can prove them wrong a week from Saturday and put themselves at least a little bit back on the college football relevance radar where right now they continue to not exist. All right, let's go back out to the phone lines again, 646-595-2048. Let's go to the 678. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Good evening, Gary. This is Uki08. What's up, Uki? How you doing this week? I'm doing all right, man. Can't complain. Um, You know, one one thing that, you know, if I'm concerned going into the game, you know, it's not even the defense. It's really uh, special teams. Um, I think that's going to play a, a big factor in this game in field position mainly. And you know, we our special teams been kind of weak this year. Been giving up a lot of yards on um on the kickoff and punt returns, and as well the kicker has kind of struggled with some field or short yardage field goals as well. So I, I was just wondering your take on that. And you know, if um do you see do you see special teams getting better and do you do you think that it will play a big factor in this game coming up? Well, I'll agree with you that they haven't played as well. If you look at the entire body of work, they have not played as well this year as you would expect them to play with the athletes that are now on this team. Um, but to look at it on the bright side, I think that the punter of Vogel is starting to be a phenomenal punter. He's, he's got great control of his kicks. Um, he can pooch kick when he needs to and, and, and pin a team deep and um, if he needs to hit the long punt, he's he's been you know pretty good in the mid 40s, um, you know. So I I think you have to be uh, encouraged by what you're seeing from him, um, and I think you know the coverage teams have just been okay, and and I and I'll agree with you that you know they can definitely get better, and and I'm sure that that'll be a big area of focus, obviously, because like you said in the Florida State game, field position is always at a premium. Yeah, and you know you don't want to get wished. You don't want to get wished in any kind of you know what I'm saying advantage on the field, short field, or just it just make it make it a bad day for Miami. But um, yep. no another doubt. thing, another another thing, um, you know I know Clive has been doing his thing at the tight end position, but I'm wondering if, you know can we expect to see uh, um, James Coley to get uh, 
uh, Stanis Dobar in the mix. You know, I don't know uh, what he what he's been looking like in practice, or um, you know, or is he just mainly a block tight end? You know, I haven't really seen him, uh, you know, catch too many balls this year, and uh, I'm just wondering, like, uh, what what is your um your your what are you, what's your assessment of him and his development this year? Um, I think Dobar's having a really good year. I, I think that. Um, Clive Walford's been playing so well that he's just not getting on the field as much, and and they they have so many different packages that they rotate in and out um, that he hasn't been as big a part of the game plan. But um, when he has played, um, he's done a nice job, and um, Dobart will get his chance to shine next year. You know, Walford's yeah, just, just playing at such a high level right now. It's like you you know you he- you hesitate if you're going to use the tight end, um, you know you really hesitate to take him out. You know. Yep. Yep. I will tell you though, we're gonna need all hands on deck on the offensive side of the board on the ball. You know, I know everybody, you know, excited about the things that Duke is doing, but you know, we're gonna need people like uh, Herb Waters and uh, you know Stacy Coley to really step up just um, for FSU because you know, like right now, you know, if you if you keen on anything that's on the offensive, on the offensive side of the um, field. You look, you know, you looking to shut down Duke, and you looking to take away Philip, um, Philip Dorsett. So you know, we're gonna need a lot of other guys to step up. You know, to um, you know, that if, if we really gonna get this, really get this victory, and we want to give our freshman quarterback a chance uh, of succeeding in this game. Well, the focus of the last few weeks has been Duke and how well he's been playing. I, I, I think in the Florida State game. It's going to start and end with the receivers and and Brad Kaya and what they're able to do in that game because um, I have to believe Florida State is not going to allow Duke Johnson to run crazy all over them and they're going to want to make Brad Kaya beat them and I think Miami is going to without question have to use the pass to set up the run in that game and and you know one of the greater mysteries of this year without question is Stacy Coley and and just where he's been all year and and it's been sort of stunning that he hasn't been a bigger part of Miami's offensive success. But you also know that at any given moment, Stacey Coley is capable of busting out and having a six-catch game. And it would not shock me in the least if it ended up being Florida State. Exactly. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we we, we try to do some excellent, to do some other things with Duke, like in the receiving game. You know, we already know they're going to stack spots. So hopefully we can uh, come up with some other ideas to get Duke the ball other than just rushing because uh, you know he's an excellent receiver and uh, and and, we, and I know he can make make uh, make some difficult matchups with uh, Florida State at the receiving end as well. So um, I'm sure that that, that um, Coley has proven that he can come up with a great game plan and I'm sure he's got some uh, prizes for the Florida State game. But um, that's all I got for tonight, Gary. Uh, just put me on hold, please. All right. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the um, the 205, where you're now live on Sport Live. How you doing this evening? How you doing, Gary? This is Big Slaughter. Hey, what's up, Slaughter? How you doing this week? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good, man. Just, you I know, know you were a happy guy watching that game on Saturday. Oh, yeah, man. I was real happy. I was real happy, man. Um, um I just want to touch on a couple of things. Um, just probably, just I'm just I'm just kind of um, I'm dumbfounded how they don't have Duke in the Heisman. You know, just his name hasn't been mentioned. You know, um, 
team's got three losses. I understand that, but Tim Tebow won the Heisman and um, Florida, Florida was, what, seven and five? So that, you know, the, the Heisman he just supposed to go to the best college He hasn't had that kind player, of right? build-up. You know, he would have to come back next year to be a Heisman candidate. I understand that, but you're just looking at what he's accomplished over these last three or four weeks is, you know, the only person that's pretty much matched him is um, the little kid, the cat from Wisconsin and Pittsburgh. But he he's doing he's doing it on, you know, in the passing game and you know in the run game. And I just think it's kind of crazy that he's been overlooked because me personally, I've been watching Miami football for a long time, and me, I think he's the most complete back that we've had. You know, to me, he's the more NFL ready for as just you know, far as his ability to catch the ball at the backfield because if you if you look at it, you know, everybody in the NFL can run the ball. But Duke has access that a lot of these guys, um, girly, you know, different um, running backs in the NCAA right now doesn't have. He can catch the ball and he's a, a great blocker. You know, he that's, that's, that's what separates Duke. You know, he can catch the ball so well at the backfield. And I just think, you know, I think a victory, like you said earlier, a victory over um, a big game against Florida State, um, I think, you know, will open a lot of people's eyes and he'll be, you know, right there behind those guys. But I also think, um, you know, Coley, I think he's going to keep – I think he's going to get a lot of play action passes to um, Walter Tucker this week. Um, I think he's a good pass catching fullback. Um, you know, he ran pretty good in the spring. He look, he looks good with the ball in his hand. I think um, I think he's gonna. I think only a couple of shots downfield early just to back him up because you know they're gonna stack the box. And me personally, I would like to see them come out and spread those linebackers out and run up the middle instead of you know going in two tights or you know off balance sets like that. Because you know Louisville did that, so they you know they prepare for that. I think you need you need to catch them off guard a little bit, like you said. And, you know, take a couple of shots downfield to keep making players honest. You know, take that extra linebacker out. But you know, um, I just you know, that's all I had to. You know, I want to keep it short and sweet this week. What you think about anything? You know, what I said this. Um, you know, I I, I think I think you make some some good points. I I don't think there's any question that that James Foley is going to have to have some variety in his play calling against Florida State. Um, you don't go into a game like that and and not be able to put some wrinkles in your offense and, and come up with something that you haven't been doing in the past. Um, I'll agree with the balls kind of moving a little bit, and, and it makes sense that they would go back to that a little bit. Um, I, they have not thrown the ball to the fullback at all, all year. Um, that would be a wrinkle that would figure to work at some point if you wanted to roll that out a little bit. Um, so, you know, I... On the money, uh, you know, in, in your assessment, I, I don't think there's any question that James Foley is going to, you know, probably try to come up with some things. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and I know I had posted something earlier um, this week about um, Tyreek McCord. I had, um, you know, put your name in the subject. That <laughs> charge that kid, he, he's coming along, he, man. He's he come... made his believers look good the other day, didn't he? I mean, he, yeah. you know, he, he's really playing very hard. He really is. He's He's setting the tone for the defense with his um, with his effort level, and he's telling the other kids, you know, match my effort, and um, they're doing it, and they're, and they're having a lot of fun, and they they love playing more aggressively, and um, you got to think that it's it's the point of no return now for for the coaching staff, you know, that they're they're seeing how these guys the results, yeah, they're seeing the results of 
how they play in that mindset, and it would really obviously be foolish to rein them back in. Um, but, you know, Tyreek McCord had a very nice game against North Carolina. He's deep into his junior year now, coming into his own. You still have to wish that he had been redshirted. He clearly would have been yeah. from that. If he was sitting here now at the end of his sophomore year, right, and he was junior next year, you'd really be excited. Um, but, you know, it was nice to see him get his, his – Get a sack last week, and um, and the effort he got two sacks. Well, he got two sacks and a fumble recovery. Did he have two last week? Yeah, I thought he. he, had, he I, thought, I, I, I only remember one, but he he, he might have gotten a piece of another one. Yeah, but uh, you know I who else has really that. stepped up to me? Antonio Crawford. That kid right there, something. Yeah. He's gonna be something special, boy. Like, well, both like him really. and him and Cornell, they're both. And yeah, to me. The, the play of those guys is what gives Miami its best right, chance yeah. in the ball game because, you know, they have enough cornerbacks to match up against this offense. And, you know, you, you've got guys like Elder and, and um, Crawford who people don't even think about that are playing at an extremely high level. High and level. in combination with Artie Burns and Tracy Howard a little bit and Gunter and um, Deion Bush, you've got enough defensive backs that you can – you know, match up against Winston and those guys. So yeah, I think that's, that's why I feel that Miami's got such a great chance to win the game. Um, that, that's true. Um, and what I see last week that I see uh, major improvements on is the crossing routes. I mean, it was a third. I think it was like a third and six. And number thirteen kid was all um, all game last year. But you know, the little shadow right across the field, and Crawford made that big hit, and he jogged the ball loose. Well, they, yeah. they clearly clearly spent a lot of time preparing for that in practice. Um, it was something that North Carolina killed them with a year ago, um, mm-hmm. and they were ready this time around, and, and those cornerbacks were ready, and, and, and you're right. I mean, I, I was amazed at how helpless North Carolina looked on offense for the certainly the first half of that game. Yes, that, I mean, me too, man. I was like, I, I, could, I really couldn't believe it. I, could, I was like, is this the same, you know, I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of was skeptical. You know, Virginia Tech offense really wasn't that good. But man, how I, how they came out against North Carolina, man, I was like, man, I'm so happy that we looked prepared. That was the main thing. We looked so prepared and well coached last week. You know, and I just hope that they can continue to build on that, and you know, just just keep you know keep building these kids confidence because you can you can tell this this team right now. Is playing with a lot of confidence and belief in what they're being taught right now. Um, I don't know who and they're having fun. Put, the biggest thing is they're you know you know what it is they're having fun. They have fun. That's so important at this point of the season. You know they've been working for so many months. Um, they're tired. They're you know and and the, the, it's really important for kids to have fun. And, and that's what I'm seeing <laughs> on both sides of the ball with this team. And and they're even bringing fun to the practice field. They're doing crazy stuff. They got. Drones flying overhead, shooting video and things, and, and things like, like that. It's like you're turning to Pete Carroll now. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to turn to Pete Carroll. You know what kids like that stuff. You know, it, it's like it makes it exciting for them. You got to remember, these are 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds, man. It's like it's like anything that you can do that can lighten the mood and, and, and just bring fun to going out and to practice every day. And and then of course, you know, the games have been fun the last few weeks and. Uh, this is a happy team right now. They are happy, 
And I can, I, you can see it on the field. You can, you can, you really can see it on the field. And I got two. I just got two more points. Um, I want to bring. I'm gonna let you get some more people on. I um, I noticed some stuff. I noticed that Alvoda has a lot more fire. You know, on the sidelines now he's yelling at people. He's getting fired up. He's yelling at coaches. You know, because he, I've never seen. You know, when when they used to get a penalty or something like that, I never seen them get in a player face. But when it, when Michael uh, Weiss got that that personal foul. He was all in his grit, and I love that because I love a coach that get in his, that holds his, his players accountable and gets in their face. I love that. He's put this heart into it, you know. I mean, he does not want to fail here. <laughs> and, you know, there, there can't. If you fail at Miami, you won't get another job. It's hard. No. It might be hard for you to get another job. You have I mean, the hotbed of talent. Yeah, I mean, this is this <laughs> opportunity, you know. And you know there there can't possibly be as much noise as there was out here in the first part of the season, and a coach not hear it. You know he heard it, and and you know no coach You'll wants be a to fool not to not to listen. Yeah, nobody wants to be ripped all over town and all that. And he you know he he's giving you he's giving you everything he has. Win win or lose, he's giving you everything he has. Okay, my last point. Right now, I was I. You know, Clive Walker wasn't one of my favorite players. You know, I kind of wish they kind of bitched him a couple of years ago because he was dropping a lot of passes. But right now, that kid, the, how he's playing right now, he's playing. He's playing his way into the first round. How, how, I don't, how, I don't how, know about me first evaluating. Round. I'm just saying, just just if he keep it up, he, if you look at it, if you look at it, Gary, he's the uh, he has the most touchdowns in any um any um tight end. I think he's only he's number two in reception in reception yardage. Of any tight end in the in the country, yeah, he's, he's he's working you know, he his way up the draft. This. I don't think there's any question that he's working his way up the draft. He's not. I, draft. Okay, well, I won't say not first. I, I guess I'll say second second round, late second round, something like that. But the kid is playing at a, at another level right now, and I'm and I'm happy. You know, I'm happy for the kid because you know he was he was at a standstill for for a minute. You know, he's finally. You know, who's the tight end coach? Is it um, Larry, who's the tight end coach? Larry Scott, yeah, he was on the he was the running backs coach, wasn't he? No, um, no, 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 he, no, no, he came no. in as tight ends coach. Yeah, he came in from South Florida, I think, right? Yep, yes, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy, he 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 he's helped him out a lot, man. But you know, um, you know, I'm gonna let you get some more um, people on Gary, man. I hope to see you again, man. You know, but you like I said last week, I'm ending it with the bird call, baby. Ah, ah, me on hold. <laughs> And that's and that, that's the ibis, right? That's the ibis. Oh yeah! Call. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> All right, and I'm going to do you a favor while you're. I'm going to put you on hold, and while you're on hold, I just texted one of my um, one of my NFL contacts, and I'll try to get an answer and just see where right now Clive Walford is projecting in the draft. So Slaughter, okay, hey, thank, you. thank you for being um, part of the show, and great call as always. Yes, sir. All right, uh, 646-595-2048 is the number. Let's go out to the 706, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this week? Hey, what's up, Gary? This is Sebastian from Columbus, GA. How you doing, Gary? What's up, Sebastian? Hey, man, I just want just wanted to get your perspective on how we look against North Carolina, man. I've been listening to the calls. It seems like everybody was happy compared to two weeks ago where nobody was happy. It seems like everybody has a little pep in their step. So, what do you think about our chances against Florida State? I, you know, 
I wonder if I'm a little crazy, but when when I look at this game, I think Miami matches up pretty well. You know, like for for so, a lot of the reasons I just said a few minutes ago, I I, I think the depth, the defensive back is Miami's real edge in this game as, as well as the play of the offensive line if they can get Eric Flowers back in particular. And um, I think those are two areas um, that Miami can really make its mark in this game. I, I think that they can match up with those receivers. I, I think they can mix coverages, um, maybe confuse uh, Jameis Winston a little bit. And, um, you know, so I, so I like Miami's chances in this game when you factor in the home crowd, the fact that the Florida State's won 25 straight games, um, the pressure that they're going to be feeling um, in this game, um, you know, they're they're just they're due for something bad to happen. I mean, it, it's like the stars that just keep aligning and aligning for the for that team. Miami's kind of in, in an opposite boat. You know, Miami's kind of due for something good to happen to it. So um, I think Miami's got a really good shot. I th- I, and, I, and I think, you know, being in prime time is just phenomenal. I think just getting everybody to kind of look because people's recollection of how Miami was when they were successful was that the fact they showed up in prime time games. And I really think we're going to really jump on Florida State. You know, I, I called a couple of weeks ago and I talked about how, you know, the Virginia Tech game was the kind of game that Al Golden needs to to win to put them on a trajectory where they can be somewhat successful. And we got to give credit where credit is due. There's not a single phase in the North Carolina game that I can't say that we didn't execute well on. We were penalized a lot. We didn't turn the ball over. We played well on special teams. We played well on offense. We played well on defense. Now, if you're a Canes fan and you're out there, you got to give it up to the coaching staff. I mean, they've been getting hammered for the last couple of weeks, and I can see the changes that they've made along the defense. I don't see Tyreek McCord or some of the defensive ends chasing wide receivers down the field. I see they're much more much more aggressive on the defensive end. It seems like White, even though I think his conditioning needs to get a little bit better, is adding to the depth along the defensive line, even if he's up to playing like 10 plays per game. It still helps the whole entire overall team. You know, the kicker, I think his name is Bagley. I can't think of his name, but to to lose our starting place kicker and for him to come on board, not sure where he got him from, makes me feel kind of good if it's in a close game playing at home and we need a 47-yard field goal that we can do that. I don't know if I can say that a couple of weeks ago. The offensive lines were through their rash of injuries. We got to give it up to Coach Kehoe. He definitely got those guys coached up. When I look at Nick Linder, he looks like a 10-year-old kid. But when you watch him play on the field, I mean, he plays like a man-child. I mean, he's down the line of scrimmage. He's not getting penalized. There's no holding penalties. I mean, he's holding his blocks. You can see him down the field. And this is what I want to talk about, just a couple of things. The 90-yard run that Duke Johnson made was just a brilliant demonstration of execution. you got the tight end handles his block, sets the edge. you got the wide receivers that's blocking along the field. And when Duke breaks, he that only happens because of all the other players did their job. And that comes from coaching. That's why i got to give it up to Coach Coley. So I will tell you, I feel very, very optimistic against Florida State. I felt that if we can handle our business against Virginia Tech and Florida State, I think we could kind of, 
take them on. So here's 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 what I wanted to ask you: a couple of things. With all the recruits and all the excitement that's going to be there, do you think we have a real real chance of making an impact? And are there any kids that you think we can kind of like put the type of impression that we need that can help us out in the future? What do you know about that? Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, you're going to have every top player, not every top player, but a lot of the top players in the state of Florida there for sure. you got a couple five-star defensive players flying in from um, California um, for, for the game. Um, so there's going to be plenty of recruits there. And, yeah, there's no question that they can make an impact. Um, you know, you've got a lot of guys that are you know, kind of on the on the fence right now, the Devontae Phillips of the world, the kids at Booker T, Tim yep. Irvin. Um, yep. You know, so, you know, a good performance, a, a good showing by the crowd, which is going to be there, um, an exciting game, you know, a fun night at the stadium are all, without question, things that can contribute, um, not just, you know, obviously um, in Miami's fortunes this season, but without question um, in recruiting going forward. And, and, you know, something else I wanted to comment on, you mentioned the coaching staff, and you, and you talked a little bit about the job they're doing. And, and I agree with you. You know, I, I think if everybody out here can criticize them to the degree that they were criticized and um, it, a lot of it was deserved and, and, you know, some of the, the anger and hate was a little over the top, but, you know, they could have done some things better earlier in the season. Um, but if you, if, if they can take that kind of criticism for that, then they, they, they certainly should praise for the job that they've done the last few weeks, um, the Virginia Tech and North Carolina games. And you mentioned James Coley in particular. I totally agree with you. He's coaching at an extremely high level. But another guy I think you have to point to is Art Kehoe. And, and oh, absolutely. Obviously, he's been here forever. But, you know, I noticed it in training camp. And, and you know, I, I guess I've known Art for so long. And I've watched him. But Art Kehoe in training camp this year had a little bit of an extra bounce to his step. And I saw the effort that he was putting into coaching those guys. And I think it's carried over into the season. And um, they struggled a little bit at Louisville. But the offensive yeah. line, without question, has played phenomenally all year long. And he's rolling freshmen out there. And um, and they're, you know, like you mentioned, Linder, you know, they're doing a great job. And, um, you know, so I, I think you, you have to include Art Kehoe, um, without question, in that conversation when you're talking about, uh, praising the coaching staff. Absolutely, and you don't see any breakdowns. I mean, if Kaya, you know, Kaya, when he gets sacked and he fumbled, you're putting Adagwu in the game, who he's really just trying to develop. And we, we knew Adagwu, you know, had some work to do. But other than that, you didn't see him harassed. You didn't see, even at Virginia Tech, you don't see blown assignments. You don't really see, I mean, they really, really look sound. And this last game, I was just impressed because they look sound in all phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. So here's here's my thing, and then I'll, I'll let you go because I'm really, really enjoying the show. To, to beat Florida State, this is what I, I anticipate needs to happen. We have to be in a predicament where – we're competitive when we make it to a half. We can't be way down in the hole. We can't let them get a real jump on them. Because Florida State's really coming down here. They really don't respect us. They really don't. I think they're just planning on getting off the plane, getting off the bus, coming to the stadium, and winning. The difference with our kids is we have to – I think we want it more because – and I think we want it bad enough, and we're just going to have to go to that nth degree. 
that screenplay that uh, Coley made with Duke Johnson, that middle screen, when was the last time you saw a play like that, that we ran, that was successful? So we're going to have to be creative. We're going to have to bring our A game. I think we're going to upset Florida State. I think we're going to upset Florida State, but it will be a close game. But it's going to be because kids are going to make plays that we never expected them to make. It may be a pick six. It may be a sack fumble. It may be a kick return for a touchdown. It may be a block field goal. It's going to be something that's going to be done that's going to be out the norm because we're going to be playing in our environment. I'll ask you this question, then I'll let you go. Are there any kids besides the one that you mentioned as far as, you know, Corn Elder, Burns, playing a little bit better? Um, I think Raphael Kirby is playing like, you know, I, I didn't even think he had it in him. But, I mean, he seems a lot more confident. He's in the right position. But are there any kids that we're not talking about that we really need to look at when we play against Florida State that – that you think can really, really kind of help us and just kind of keep me on hold uh, after that? Well, I mean, I I think the key, if you're talking about the defense, is going to be the defensive backs. You know, I mean, you know, Jameis Winston likes to sling the ball down the field, and and he'll make some bad throws and mistakes, and and he'll give you opportunities to get interceptions. um, Yeah, it was two last year. Yeah, I mean, they did a great job early in that game mixing coverages on him. And they, and yeah, they, they they caught him in two interceptions, and um, he will make some throws now that he shouldn't make, and and that's where it's up to the defensive backs to capitalize on that. Um, so I would look at all those guys, you know, like like we just talked about, you know, Cornell or Antonio Crawford, as well as guys like Artie Burns, who's who's out there a lot, and Gunter, and um, you know Tracy Howard. I, I think they're all going to get opportunities to make plays, and I think um, you know the onus is on them to do it. Um, so I would start. And and with those guys, but um, if you want to dig deeper than that, um, I, I think you got to look at the defensive line. I, I think that uh, if you get pressure on Jameis Winston, that he will make those mistakes that we just talked about. Um, so they need to do a good job up front and, and, and have moments um, where they rush him into mistakes a little bit. And 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 I, I think uh, Mark Denofrio is going to have to strategically mix in some blitzes and. And, and things like that. I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit more of that zone blitzing that Miami rolled out um, in the, um, I guess it was the Virginia Tech game. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit more of that this week. And um, they're going to have to mix things up. They're going to have to do everything that they can do to get Jameis Winston's mind racing because that's when he'll make some mistakes. He doesn't get rattled, never does, never get, lets himself get rattled, but he will make dumb mistakes pressure on him and you could put pressure on him by rushing him and you also can put pressure on him by covering his receivers yeah i think we i think we got to be smart with the football too we don't need to give him anything we need to make him earn everything i'll ask you this last question down let you go um what do you think our chances are get as far as getting eric flowers back healthy to be able to play into the game and um do you think it's wise to kind of try to bring him back sooner or should we just really just kind of let the season play out and uh, maybe he can help us a little bit more there. And that would be my last comment. Just keep me on hold. Great show tonight. Yeah, Eric Flowers, um, I don't think they – they haven't really said yet. and I don't know if they know yet. He's getting a ton of rehab this week, a ton of treatment. And my guess is, you know, a week from now, they'll sit back and assess where he's at and see if he can contribute um, in the Florida State game. So I don't think that's a question that we can answer right now. Um, let me circle back, um, Big Slaughter. Um, was talking a little bit about Clive Walford a few minutes ago, and yeah. um, 
I, w- I was able to make contact with one of my people in the NFL, and I'm told that right now Clive Walford is projected um, mid to late in the second day, which would point to maybe fifth round, uh, sixth round of the draft. Um, but his, his play of late will certainly uh, inspire people to take a close look at him, and you never know. Um, he could potentially move up between now and April. He's going to go higher. He, 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 uh, he, he, you know, he doesn't have you know. The, the, the greatest uh, speed in the world. His resume is, is maybe not as complete as some other tight ends around the country. Uh, you have to remember, it's not a ton of tight ends that will get drafted, number one. And number two, he's being compared to every tight end out there in the country. So, um, you know, sometimes it's, 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 it's hard to really, you know, you, you're so close to what he's doing here, and he's doing it in isolated situations. And, you know, they're looking at a complete body of work in comparison with other other kids. so. But he's definitely right, well, an hey, asset uh, for team. Just keep me a hold, Gary. Great phone call. Um, thanks for being part of the show, and um, give us a call again next week. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. Let's go out now to the 786, where you're now live on King Sport Live. How you doing this week? Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, you'll have to call back. Um, go now to the um, – uh, let's try the 845. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? This yeah, Gary, how you doing? Greg. What's up, Greg? Where are you from? I'm from North – I live in North Carolina. Um, I just wanted to bring up North Carolina has a hell of an offense. They put a lot of yardage and points up on Notre Dame on Georgia Tech, and Virginia. So that was a very impressive outing for our defense last week. Um, I just wanted to ask you, I'm coming down for the game. Uh, where, where, where's the best place to get tickets right now? Uh, well, there's still 6,000 seats left if you want to pay face value and buy them from Miami. So that's one way to so who, who, who do I get in touch with to get a, those kind call, of tickets? Call 1-800-GO-CANES or go on Ticketmaster. Okay, 1-800-GO-CANES. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, or you can go on Ticketmaster. I mean, they've got 6,000 seats left as of this afternoon. Um, oh, okay. If you want to get into the aftermarket, you know, you can go, go to places like StubHub you know, and those types of things. All right. Um, Now, I want to talk about Eric Flowers. Do you think he's going to be headed to the NFL? Does he get healthy? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think he's a high draft pick. Um, I don't know if he'll make it into the first round, but probably he's probably a second round pick. And and, um, all signs are pointing to him going out after this year. Okay. Now, don't you think we should be putting pressure up the middle on Florida State? The center looks like he's a little weak in there. We could probably get some pressure inside with Perryman, maybe? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a weak point for Florida State, and I, I do think that they will try to figure out ways to exploit it, um, whether that means linebackers uh, blitzing up the middle. Uh, it could mean that at times. Um it also can mean line stunts, trying to get some of your better pass rushers isolated on that guy. Um, 
you know, it's it, it's hard for us to sit here and predict exactly what the game plan is going to be. And if we if if we knew it, it wouldn't be fair to talk about it anyway. Um, but everybody right. knows that that's a weak point of Florida State. Their their offensive line is not very good, and um, there will be times when when Miami will attack that offensive line. There's no question about it. But they're going to have to mix it up too. They're going to have to do things in coverages and things like that. It's going to have to be a very comprehensive well-thought-out, detailed game plan that Mark D'Onofrio puts together to stop that offense. But it's still... Uh, um, uh, Who do you think is going to be Tyman's replacement at middle linebacker next season? Wow. Um, I mean, it could be Jawan. It could be Kirby. Um, uh, You know, it could be Jawan Young. Um, it could be a, a junior college kid that we don't know yet. Um, you know, I, I would say probably one of those three. Okay. And what about Walton coming in uh, next year? Is that going to affect Scarlett and Williams? Right now it doesn't look like it. Right now it, it appears all three are coming. Um, Walton um, and Scarlett being the true running backs. Uh, Williams being a kid that's being recruited to be a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades, um, do everything kind of running back, H-back, um, slot guy, return guy. Um, so right now it's still looking like they're all coming. Um, obviously, if the, probably the, the greatest candidate to fall out would, would be Williams, but he has not suggested to this point that a defection is imminent. Well. All right, thanks for your answers once again. Could you leave me on hold, please? You got it. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048 if you want to get in on the show. Um, let's go now to the 419 where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this week? Hey, Gary, how you doing? This is Moreau from Ohio. Hey, how you doing? How's things in Ohio tonight? Oh, it's a little chilly, but that's going great. Uh, I got my tickets for the game. I'm actually pumped for my first trip down to Sun Life. It seems like every time I catch us, it's on the road. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, you haven't been down here before for a game? You know, no, I haven't since the Orange Bowl. I'm a transplant. I lived in South Florida for years, years ago, and I used to have season tickets to the Orange Bowl, but I haven't been down, you know, since um, to any home game. So really excited for this big one here. Well, you picked a good one, and um, let, let me give you a tip or two. Um, the the okay. first thing you're going to want to do, the gates are opening around 2. Okay, so okay. you're going to – I would give everybody a, about an hour or two to get warmed up, maybe because it could be a long day if you show up at 2, but yeah. maybe roll in there about 4 o'clock and just mm-hmm. walk up walk up and down the tailgates. You will spend about three hours walking up and down those tailgates. You will have the time of your life. Uh, you know, everyone awesome. talks about great tailgating schools and locations all around the country, and they are. They're great, right. you know, what they do at Ole Miss and Clemson and, and you know, sure. all these other places where they have these – Georgia and all the places where they have these great, beautiful campuses and everybody tailgates all over the place. Okay, this is mm-hmm. this is chaos in a centralized area at Sun Life Stadium. You've got a perimeter of gates around the stadium, and you've mm-hmm. got everybody inside tailgating – and, mm-hmm. you know, let me tell you something. The inmates rule inside those gates when Miami and Florida State get together at Sun Life. And um, it is just an amazing, amazing experience. So you, you can have a great time just walking the tailgates, just a little 
tip I'll give you before you go inside the stadium to watch the game. But uh, what do you want to talk about tonight? You know, actually, a little bit about the game. You know, my my, my aspect, I like to get a little bit of yours. I mean, I've heard some of your uh, comments already. A guy earlier made a nice observation with special teams. We definitely cannot afford to give up any garbage touchdowns. I mean, no doubt about that. Uh, We have to play even, at least, on special teams, at least. Um, on offense, I think our offensive line is really gelling. They're playing great ball right now. And, and then Duke definitely has to get his 100 against uh, this team. I've noticed that teams that have given FSU fits this year, both have been in Notre Dame and Louisville, have both been able to pound the football. So I pretty much don't see any reason why we can't pound the ball as well. But I think the biggest key to this game, and I, 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 no matter what happens, the key is we have to get pressure on Winston. We have to. Whether it be dialing up a blitz, whether it be getting in pressure with the front four, we have to get pressure on this kid because the bottom line is if you don't pressure Winston, you don't make him make some bad decisions, the kid will pick you apart, and it'll get ugly quick. That, that's just my thing. You know, pressure is the key to the game. I'm excited about the game. I think we have a very good chance of knocking this team off. It's going to be a really interesting game. I'm really excited about Miami football again, which I'm shocked because after my first trip down to Louisville, it did not look good at all. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree with you on the on the pressure point that you made, but I also think there's going to be times where they it might be a good strategical move to back off a little bit, maybe drop eight guys and try to confuse sure. them a little bit in in that regard. Um, you know, you can't right. do the same thing over and over with him uh, because Absolutely. he is so smart and he and he reads defenses so well. And sure. you're you're absolutely right. He he does have the capability to pick you apart. So you know, like I said a minute ago, this is going to have to be a very well thought out, comprehensive defensive game plan that Mark D'Onofrio puts together, and it, and if he's able to do it and dial up the right calls at the right time, there's no reason in the world Miami can't win this game. Absolutely, I feel the exact same way you do. Now you're saying two o'clock is the best time to come tailgate, or four? What would you think? Well, you two o'clock's when the gates are opening, unless you have a, one of those preferred tailgate passes. Um, uh-huh. So most people will be getting in starting at two. So what I was saying okay. is. You know, give every you know just so you don't wear yourself out. I mean, you're going to be there till midnight. You know, give everybody an hour or two to get warmed up, and they'll get warmed up yeah. really fast. And yeah. you, know, you pop in there at about four and just start floating okay. around those tailgates. You you will see some of the wildest things, and you will have the greatest time. Okay, I, I'm definitely a guy who likes to go hard, so I could see me in there, and we'll, we'll see what happens. In Louisville, I went hard as could be. My poor girlfriend is playing. First half of the game, we're sitting like at the 43 yard line by Louisville's bench, and she's sitting there passed out. I'm looking over, and she passed out the entire first half. We went so hard in that tailgate. So <laughs> I, I, definitely, I, I definitely plan on having a good time down here. I think you just made a, a, a few thousand Kane fans out there listening very jealous right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely really excited about who, the game. Who sure. doesn't want a Kane's fan girlfriend who goes hard on game day? So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She's definitely one of the parties for sure. <laughs> So it was a great time. No, I definitely hope maybe I'll run into you down there, but I'm definitely looking forward to having a great time. Oh, I'll be floating through those tailgates, I assure you. I have a great time on the on awesome. Miami, Florida State Day at Sun Life. It's a lot of fun. Anything else you want oh, to yeah. talk about tonight? Oh, no, no. Just go Canes. I'm ready for the weekend. Next two weeks. All right. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. Oh, you're very welcome. Take care of yourself. You got it. All right, man. First trip to Sun Life. Um, couldn't pick a better one. Than Miami, Florida State, without question. Um, let's go on now to the five zero one. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Gary? This is Alex from Little Rock, Arkansas, man. Hey, what's up, Alex? How you, How you doing, doing tonight? Doing good. I'm doing okay, good, man. 
calling calling again for some therapy, but I'm doing pretty good after these last three weeks, man. Yeah, you can't be needing much therapy after those games. Hey, listen, um, I got a couple of things I wanted to uh, shoot out to you, man. I um, I didn't want to kind of change the, the tone. Everybody's been doing really good, man, but – I had a couple of problems with a couple of things a couple of people wrote on your on your uh, post, man. Um, and I wanted to call and kind of get your thoughts on it. I I get on your uh, uh, forum every day, man. I get on there and read a lot of the things of the Canes fans, you know, and we're real passionate about our team, and I understand that. But I kind of think some of the fans, we kind of crossed the line when we started criticizing the kids that we have on our roster who are Miami Hurricanes, and it always happens when we get a chance to watch Florida State or Louisville or somebody like that plays that has like a flavor, a lot of flavor from Florida. And what happens is we cross the line as Canes fans, I believe, because we start attacking the kids that we have on our team. And it's not their fault, man, but it seems like every time those teams play, we some of our fans start to attack our players. In particular, they start attacking um, uh, Joseph Yerby, man, because he wasn't he hasn't done some of the stuff that Dalvin Cook has done. Well, I mean, Florida State doesn't have a Duke Johnson running the ball in front of him like Yerby does. But I mean, they're two different type of backs, man. And I don't think people, you know, they shouldn't attack our kids and the players that we have on our team. It's not it's not their fault. Cook had an opportunity to go to Miami, so did Alex Collins, so did all of these other cats. They didn't want to come there for whatever reason. And so I don't think it's fair for us, our fans, to attack the players that we have just because we didn't get everybody we went after. Well, I don't know really honestly what you're talking about. I don't I mean there might have been some you know, misguided individual that decided to attack Joe Yerby, but um, we can enlighten them right now. Joe Yerby has 421 yards um, on the season. He's averaging 6.6 yards every time he touches the ball, which is um, kind of impressive um, for a true freshman. Um, Dalvin Cook has 380 yards on the season, which is not as many as Joe Yerby. He is averaging six yards a carry, which is not as much as Joe Yerby. So, um, you know, if you're comparing them head to head right now, um, you know, and, and I'll also point out that Yearby has a 62 yard run, and Dalvin Cook's longest run is 40. So, if you're comparing them head to head right now, um, if if you're a, a Cook loyalist, at best you would say that it's comparable. Um, if you're objective, you would say Yearby has a little bit better numbers, and at worst, it, it, it's even. So, I I, I don't see. Joe Yearby being an issue in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely, Gary. I totally agree. And I and I know, you know, one like I said, when I got on there the other night when Florida State played Louisville, there are a few guys on there talking about we got sloppy seconds and all of that. Man, listen, those kids that play to you, any kid, whether he's a walk-on or a scholarship player, whoever he is, any kid that plays for the U. Either you with us or you not. You don't down the players that's on the you. And that's just simple as that. I don't care about Florida State, man. I wish they program would end. I don't care about Florida. Either you with the you or you not with the you. It's simple as that. Well, you don't I just don't, jump. 
if you critique how a, a player plays, I don't think that makes you a fan who's not with the U. I don't know that that's fair. Um, but I, I think if you are going to criticize players, you should know what you're talking about. And I don't see how anybody could criticize anything that Joe Yerby's done this year. I mean, he's been great. He's a true freshman, and he's played great. He's, he's given them some real solid um, plays in games and has given them depth at the running back position and clearly is going to be a big part of the offense moving forward. So I don't know why you would criticize Joe Yerby. Well, it's not it's not just him, you know, but they'll go on and be like, okay, Burgess, the other guy, Gaines, they'll go on Collins. Man, those guys didn't they, – some of them may not have gotten a scholarship. Maybe – I don't know, maybe Gaines didn't. You know, that's still kind of up in the air. I don't know about that situation. But those other guys, they didn't want to come there. They didn't want to come. So, I mean, at some point, we have to realize as Kings fans – we're not going to get everybody that's in South Florida. Some people are going to want to leave. They're going to listen to the to the sales pitch and that the grass is greener, and they're going to leave. So you just got to go with that. But you can't just dog out and say, okay, well, look what we had to settle for because so-and-so didn't come there. I don't think that's fair to the kids that are there. Yeah, I mean, that's a legitimate point. And so, you know, it just happens every time another team plays has got a lot of flavor from South Florida, you know. And I just, you know, we're doing good right now. You know, I was one of the ones that was calling in needing therapy. I don't need therapy as much anymore for the three past three weeks, you know. So, I mean, life is good when the Canes are on top and winning, you know. it's a, For me, I wish it had started sooner. But, hey, I can't cry over spilled milk. I got to go on and move forward. I just want us to handle business next weekend and the well, following two weeks after that. It's a great opportunity. It really is. And, you know, obviously going to be a lot of excitement, and we'll be talking about it next week, too, on the show. But uh, this is a great opportunity for the Miami Hurricanes to kind of reintroduce themselves to college football. And, you know, you look at it honestly right now, Miami is not a relevant program. And, and this is a chance to become relevant again. And, and if you're not happy with Miami's place right now, here's a chance to do something about it. You, you have the, uh, the hottest team in college football, um, defending national champion, reigning Heisman Trophy winner, all coming into your house on a Saturday night, 8 o'clock, the entire country um, having the opportunity to watch. And, uh, you know, it's all right there for them. They just got to get it done. Okay, I got one more thing I want to ask you about. We've all been talking about the defense, and obviously they've turned it around and played really, really well the last few weeks. And it looks like if this continues out the rest of the way, we pretty much are going to go with the same people and the same things that we've been doing. And hopefully they'll stay aggressive because if that's the case, everything is okay. This is what I want to ask you. We always focus on the defense. Is it too soon? With this being Coley's second year, is it too soon for us to worry about somebody coming in and trying to take not only our best recruiter, but also the guy that has turned our offense around, found us a quarterback for not only now but the future, and probably is one of the most instrumental persons in getting all of the top prospects that we got on our team? 
is it too soon to worry about somebody coming in and trying to take him and us getting into a bidding war? Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't. I, you know, why would James Coy leave here unless he gets a head coaching job? He, he went out, he recruited Brad Kaya. They have incredible chemistry working together with each, with each other. Um, there's no reason in the world why James Coley would just leave. I mean, you know, I, I'd be very surprised. SEC head job coordinator? I'd be very surprised. You know, they're, okay. they're, recruiting, very, they're recruiting very well on offense. Um, he's going to have a, a front-line quarterback for the next several years. Um, I, I just I, – th- I think it's, it, he's got a great opportunity to um, to to like personally shine here in the next couple of years and build his resume um, to to potentially become a head coach. So uh, I would be okay. very surprised if, if James Foley took another job right now. Okay. All right. Well, that's my question, man. Listen, I appreciate you as always. Thanks for your therapy sessions every Tuesday night. And I'm looking forward to getting down there next week, man. So I'm looking up for it. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. All right. See you next week, man. You got it. All right. We're um, deep into hour number two here on Kane Sport Live. The Canes Nation coming together. And, man, is it a different tone than it's been um, at least a few weeks ago. Um, I remember our show two weeks ago. There wasn't a happy Canes fan in America. We went three hours. We couldn't get one. Now, Everybody's feeling uplifted, feeling much better about the way the team's playing. You got this exciting game coming up against Florida State. Um, just a whole different tone and um, a much more pleasant mindset out here in the Canes Nation. Let's go now to the 404, where I'm sure we'll, we'll find another happy Canes fan. You're now live on Canes Sport Live. Gary, how you doing, man? Doing good. Who's this? This is Roland, man, a uh, guy uh, from New Orleans, but living in Atlanta. I was talking to you about uh, the receivers. Remember I was talking to you about uh, Brendan Carroll, about the receivers developing and what whatnot? Yeah, I remember. All right. But uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the defense. You know, it was, it was a solid win against North Carolina. I'm not too, you know, excessively over, you know, excited or hyped up. You know, um, it, it was a Look. solid performance, but – I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm trying to stay just even key. I'm not getting too high, too low. It was, it was a solid performance. Obviously, they made some changes in the scheme. Um, you know, I guess we'll see, you know, this week against uh, Florida State. Um, I still think that there are some issues as it relates to deficiencies from a coaching perspective. Um, and changes need to be made. So I can't, I can't just go in and look at, a team like North Carolina and a team like uh, what was it, Cincinnati and, and schools like that, and just say, you know what, everything is cured. We're ready to go. You know, it's, the defense is ready for Florida State. So, um, I mean, yeah, you want to see it against I, good competition. And, yeah, and you're absolutely. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, everybody's all excited. And you, listen, I love, I, I bleed on your grain, but you just can't get too. Overly excited. You want good competition. You want you want a a, a good quarterback. You want a, a pro style offense. I mean, I don't even. I mean, I, I like I, I like um, Elder. I like uh, Gunter, um, Tracy Howard. Um, I don't know, I don't know if he's he, if he's developed the way he needs needs to develop by. I know he's a junior. He probably probably got it. They could probably could have been reassured. But um, 
Artie Burns, too, I think could probably could have been reassured. But I, I don't want to sound, I know I'm coming across, you know, negative stuff. But um, I just think that, you know, you know, playing really, you know, playing good competition, we can see what his defense is. You know what I'm saying? Versus just saying, you know, we beat North Carolina, you know, we back. We got we, let, let's 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 go play Florida State, man up and, and see and see what we see what his defense is. You know, I just you know, what's your thoughts on that? I got another question after that. Um, you know, I like I said earlier, I, you know, I, I think that you know one of one of the comments on canesport.com this week was uh, someone was talking about how the, the the mood swings of the fan base and how how low everybody was when things were bad a month ago and now how high everybody is after two back-to-back um, big-time performances. And the truth of the matter is things are never as great as they seem when they're great nope. and, they're never, and they're never as bad as they seem when they're bad. And um, – you know, that's why I see this Florida State game as just the ultimate barometer. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, Miami matches up well against these guys. The opportunity is there. The offense has been playing great um, since mm-hmm. the first game of the year. Um, defense is rounding into a little bit better form here the last few weeks against lesser competition. And now it's an opportunity for them to show that they can do it against uh, better teams, too. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think on I, I i think that um it's just an absolutely perfectly gift wrapped opportunity for miami football okay i got one last question after this question did you just keep me on hold um i know recruiting you know that's kind of a dead season right now a little bit in fact you hear some moments here and there but uh just on the radar and i don't even know if you know right now just wondering just from your perspective from a from not a dn from a d-line perspective um, I know they're talking about that kid from from California, but do, does Miami have any any other big prospects? Just from a you know D tackle perspective, even if if they were playing a four three or three four, any 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 guys you heard that are really looking at Miami, um, you know, um, uh, for this upcoming year, and just just keep me on hold, and I and I don't want to hold everybody else up, and I'm gonna just listen. Yeah, I'm gonna pull. I'm pulling my recruiting list up here right now. I mean. You know, right now, I, there, there's really not a ton that I could tell you in that regard. I mean, I, mean, I think they're fishing hard around the JUCOs. Well, see, if, well, if there's well, somebody. Why, why they, why they, I mean, it's Miami. Why can't we get these linemen? Why can't well, we get these tackles? Because they haven't been able to do a good enough job there. I mean, everybody in the country wants those guys, and, and right now Miami's not positioned to get them, and they don't have a recruiter at that position that's going to, you know, make. And that's going to make make yeah. the difference. Um, in all that's honesty, kid, yeah. yeah that's I mean, that's, that's I mean, him just being good. honest. I mean, you know, they can You're compete right. for the second tier guys, you know, well, but but they're not in yep. the mix right now for the elite guys. And um, mm-hmm. so I don't have that answer for you right now. To to, to be honest yeah. with you, I, I I think that um, names are going to emerge in December. Um, but I I do think that they're looking very hard at the JUCO ranks to see mm-hmm. if if there's if there's something that they can grab there that might provide some immediate help next year. And then, you know, you've got a lot of bodies coming back next year, you know, at that position. Yeah. You got you can get yeah. Michael Weiss more into it here in the offseason. Um, Hurtulu's back. Kamalu's back. Earl Moore is redshirting this year. Um, you're hoping he's coming back strong. Um, Jelani Hamilton is redshirting. Um, you know, potentially he could be a little bit of a factor next year. 
Um, so some of it might have to come from within. Um, but I think that they'll, you know, that they're looking hard also at, at the JUCO ranks to see if there's somebody who can provide some immediate help. Well, I hope so, man. I just want those guys to develop and and, and just you know get the D line. That's everything starts from the D line and 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 O line. With O lines playing extremely well, I just want that D line to just uh, you know kind of tighten up, man, and get some recruit, get some guys in, and reassure some guys and develop some guys. So. I'm yeah, and then, you know, another another guy that you can look at for next year, Moten. I think you got to hope that he can yeah. give you you know some high quality. Um, I think he should have got red shirted, Gary. He really should have got red shirted. Well, he should have got red shirted. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, but he shouldn't be he playing next year. But nope. So I agree. All right, man. I, I'm I, I'm gonna just listen in, keep me on hold, and uh, you got a great show, man. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for being part of it. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go out now to the two zero two, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey Gary, what's happening? This is Kwame. How are you? What's up, Kwame? How you doing this week? Uh, doing well, doing well. I wanted to sort of find out if you knew or had a, a preliminary list of recruits that were going to be at the game uh, on the fifteenth. Um. We're putting one together. I could tell you it's going to be a few hundred long. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, they're going to be they'll be turning kids away for this game. Um, I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, every every top kid in the state of Florida that um, you know is available to come, I guarantee is coming to that game. Well, I have you know a couple in particular, and uh, those folks from the Tampa area, Coward and Jefferson, that I hope are in attendance. Yeah, I have not heard that they're coming. I, I wouldn't count on them. See, this is the problem. I mean, but you're right. You're I, absolutely right. That is a problem. This is a problem. Like I they're count from them. the they're from the state of Miami, you know, technically, and then they're coming to our biggest game of the year. Like, well, what's you know going what? Maybe, on with I, Franklin? maybe I should hold up on that and not say that because you know the truth is they are they have been talking to Florida State a little bit, so you know they might have an interest in. In, in seeing it, you know, from that standpoint as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they might show up, but are they considering Miami? No, they're not. And and and, and that's a problem. I mean, I mean, I will be a big enough man to um, to give uh, Coach Diafano, uh his, you know, his props for the past three weeks and actually, you know, changing his scheme to a certain degree, or at least the emphasis in his scheme to running more bump and run and doing more stunts when his linebackers in his defensive line. I've definitely seen a lot more stunts, a lot more well-designed delayed stunts that uh, confuse the quarterbacks and then sort of fluster them a lot more than what I saw in the first, you know, quarter of the season. So I want to at least be a big enough Kane fan to uh, admit when I'm uh, when I see improvement. I, does that mean that I still want the off no there? No. Be a big enough man to admit that he's improved. I wanted to. Um, Sort of get your take on the significance of this game uh, in two weeks, uh, in particular because of the the state of the program. We're four years into the golden regime. This is quite frankly the only game uh, in which Miami will have some talk nationally from the pundits and the talking heads that cover this sport. And uh, I wanted to sort of get your take, uh, it, it, you know, being that you were in touch with the coaching staff, you know, do they understand the gravity of this this opportunity? Are they taking it as just a sort of a normal week 
where you're we joking, know, you right? Buy. You're not serious. You're joking, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, do they? Look, do you, are you kidding me? They, they, they've got every recruit coming in. It's a, it's a game against Florida State, which is which will if they, unless they they totally, um, you know, screw up this weekend, they'll have won twenty five straight games. The reigning national champion, your your top rival, jam packed stadium. I mean, how could they not under? You know, of course they know how big it is and feel how big it is. Do you feel um, that uh, this? You know, if and when you know Miami. It's competitive, and let's just say the stars align and and they actually knock off the the uh, the Seminoles in in Davie, Florida, on the fifteenth. Um, do we start hearing more discussions about Duke Johnson for Heisman? Because no. I remember around this time Andre Williams started to make his kick and started to be in that conversation. Even though he didn't win it, he still got invited to New York. He'd have to gain three hundred yards in this game. I just, you know, I don't. I think it's too late for that. I think that ship has sailed. I, um, if Miami had been winning and, and was sitting there with one loss, maybe. Um, but if Duke had aspirations of winning the Heisman, I think he would have to come back uh, for a senior year, and I don't think he will do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary, uh, um, at one of these junctures, I would love to get more of uh, your take on recruiting. Uh, I'm pretty sure those shows will come up in, in subsequent weeks. Yeah, it's a little it's a little soon for that other than what's already on the board just because you know it's the middle of the very little happens in in September, October and in in November in that regard because the the high school kids are in their seasons and the ones that are going to commit early have already committed and um although Miami did get a commit last week in 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 Michael Jackson a cornerback Can um, we discuss that just, just can we just touch on that for just one brief second sure. and sure. maybe I'm just uh you know uh, a nervous ninny but I'm getting really tired of these second and third tier commits. You know, well, they don't we think have he a is. guy. You know, I don't think they, they think they he don't. is second or third tier. What what I heard on Michael Jackson was he came down to the Al Golden camp last summer and was one of the more athletic guys that has been in the camp in recent years. Um, that uh, there, there was a lot of uh, chatter that, um, that that he impressed the coaches greatly. That they felt like he was the most athletic cornerback to come through the golden camp since PJ Williams and who's now playing at Florida state. So, um, you know, that's their job. It's, it's, it's their job to evaluate these guys. And, um, you know, you might've said the same thing about corn elder a couple of years ago, or, um, you know, you might've said the same thing about Antonio Crawford when he showed up on the commit list, you know, it's their job to evaluate players and, and decide, um, who they think is good enough to be Miami Hurricanes. And, uh, you know, it, it's hard for anybody out here to criticize it on the face value because, uh, you know, they have a greater perspective. Well, I, I'm I'm, all, I'm I'm trying to trust. You know, I, everybody I, I'm can't doing be my... four-star, five-star. Every, every kid out there, you know, um, when Rivals does the rankings, they, they limit the numbers on those on those rankings for a reason. You know, what? what's the point of, of rating five stars if you're going to make everybody a five star? That's why there's only, you know, 25 or 30 of them, you know, they're, that actually, they get the five star label. Um, you know, it's a special thing. Same thing with four stars. And, you know, so not everybody can have those high rankings. But that doesn't mean there aren't very good players out there that aren't ranked four stars. Well, I hope we get some very good high ranking D tackles 
It's it very heartening to hear that Rasheem Green decided to bring his mom and dad to on his initial visit here uh, for the Florida State game. That's 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 very good news. Uh, I hope you know we are able to pry him away from the likes of USC or UCLA to sort of you know I think and I think a win and I think the majesty and the uh, sort of the pomp and circumstance surrounding a win. In uh, that type of atmosphere, which we don't normally have at Sunrise Stadium, let's just be real about it. Uh, under the lights on ABC and national stage, I think it's a, a great opportunity to sort of give Miami a, a, a fresh look with some guys, even Coward and Jefferson, to sort of, okay, well, these guys beat Florida State. Let me see what they do for the rest of the year. Well, you know, I, Miami I, has always been about getting getting people down. You know, and there's always been the feeling that if you could get kids on campus and get them down to South Florida, that that would give you a, a built-in chance to land them in recruiting. So, no doubt about it, the Florida State game is a great opportunity to do some of that. Can you, uh, but this is my last question before I go. Can you give us any insight on? Uh, I was reading on, you know, Twitter today when uh, one of the um, beat writers for the Hurricane, Safid Dean, I want to say his name is sort of treated that uh, Brad Ty is wooing uh, a lot of the uh, Alabama commits, uh, including uh, uh, Calvin Ridley and uh, Sean Burgess-Becker uh, over the past couple of weeks or so. Do you, have you heard anything about that? And, you know, what's that conversation been like or how's it going or what's relationship, Kyle's well, relationship with somebody? I, I think the kids that you mentioned, of course they're still recruiting them. And, you know, of course Miami wants Calvin Ridley and, and Sean Burgess-Becker. So until those kids actually sign with Alabama, they're going to keep recruiting them. Florida State's recruiting those kids. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that, that's not an unusual thing. Got you, got you. Well, you got to remember, those two, those two kids were going to commit to Miami at one point. So what happened with that? I don't understand. It just, it, just, it all fell apart. <laughs> and nobody knows what happened. I mean, it was, it was the most bizarre thing in the world. I mean, you know, we were summoned to a, a high school field on a sun on Super Bowl Sunday, and under the guise that they were going to commit, and then they they announced they weren't going to commit, and then you know, a few weeks later, they're committing to Alabama. So you know, nobody knows what happened. Um, but yeah. always a long way to signing day. So uh, do you, yes, it's a long question, way. Yes, yes, those kids are still being recruited. Thank you and so if much. Brad, and if Brad Ty is texting them or tweeting them, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. Appreciate you. Have a good one, Gary. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go back out to Tallahassee, the eight five zero. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, you'll have to call back. Probably a Seminole. Let's go out to the 239. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? How you guys doing? We're doing good. Who's this? This is Carlos in Florida down here in Cape Coral. How you doing? What's happening up there? Uh, no, nothing. Just pumped up for the game. A uh, couple of concerns. You know, with with, I think this is the best defensive line. You know, two first round NFL picks and Goldman and, and and Edwards. I don't think we've seen that in the last three weeks. So I mean, I don't think it's going to be party time for Duke Johnson. 
I hope it is. I don't know. But, and then again, you know, it's probably the most athletic secondary that, that they faced. Um, so that whole scoring in less than a minute and a half, like they've done all these, you know, to all these teams, once they're down by 21 points, they get together, regroup, use those receivers and score like in a minute, you know, with 20 yards here, 30 yards there, 40 yards here. You know, so it's going to be a battle, I think, you know, from their D-line against our, you know, secondary. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's a battle everywhere. <laughs> I mean, Miami and Florida State, in, in the worst of years, it's a battle everywhere. Here you have a team that's won 25 straight games. Um, there, there's no place it's not going to be a battle. But you're right. I mean, those two kids are – are probably going to be first-round draft picks, two very good defensive linemen, and matchup with Miami's offensive line uh, figures to be a, a, a really good one. I, I like Miami's chance, chances of performing at a higher level there if Eric Flowers is able to make it back. I, I think that you know going against North Carolina um, with Trevor Darling and, and, um, and Linder, two true freshmen on the line is one thing. I think going against Florida State um, – is another and um but you know that'll certainly be one matchup to watch very closely and the other one that, that i've talked about earlier in the show is the matchup of florida state receivers against the miami dbs i i think that's another great matchup yeah i know i got you that's that, that's the matchups i'm looking for because i mean honestly our receivers haven't done much in the last you know two you know two weeks it's been all the running game, the running game, the running game, because we've just been able to overmatch the D-lines. But, oh, well, this D-line's not going to move as easily as the other ones. So you're going to have to start relying on those receivers, which you really haven't thrown to in two weeks. Um, and then you have Stacy Coley, who still hasn't broken, you know, broken through. So um, we're going to see. You know, I think totally, you know, I, I personally think last year if we would have had Dorsett, on the team and he wouldn't have gotten hurt against them. And, you know, and then Duke Johnson would have broken his ankle. I think we could have gave him a really, really good run for the money last year. So um, hopefully, you know, we could pull it through this year, um, help out recruit it, and, man, we need it. Um, my other thing was is it's about the future because right around this time, you know, every Hurricane fan for the last 14 years is like, okay, well, you know, let's get ready for next year. Um, my whole thing is, wow, like that other caller about who's going to take over for Denzel. I mean, yeah, we have Kaya for the next two or three years, you know, that, you know, five star in my book, you know, quarterback doing awesome. But then I don't know. I like Yerby. I like him a lot, but he's not Duke Johnson. I mean, you know, maybe Scarlett can come in and fill in for, you know, that, you know, explosiveness also, but I don't think Gus Edwards and Yerby alone can, you know, do what produce what Duke's doing. They're going to need some of these well, you know, three running backs remember that are committed. You, you're still going to have a lot of talent at receiver. You're going to have Brad Kaya, who's going to get better and better and better. He'll be able to carry more of the load next year. So it'll be a little bit of a different offense without Duke Johnson, but you're going to still have a lot of really good players um, at those skill positions and a really good quarterback. And um, I don't think Miami moving forward right now's biggest problems is on the offensive side of the football. I think the challenges are on the defensive side. Oh, yeah. I mean, Denzel has won games for us, basically. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So when he's gone, who's going to, you know, yeah, who's going to produce, have, you know, that product? You don't have a, re a replacement for Denzel Perriman right now, in my opinion. So, no, we don't. you know, we've got to get so, better on the D-line. You know, 
blowing out North Carolina and, and Virginia Tech is, is almost like a little bit of a distraction away from what the real problems are. But those problems are still there. Um, Got to get better on the interior of the defensive line. The defensive ends next year should be in great shape with McCord, um, Chad Thomas, and Muhammad coming back in, plus the other guys that they have that they're developing at that position. Um, defensive ends should be in good shape next year. But they they, they got to keep working at the tackle position. I still don't believe they have an impact player there. Um, obviously, linebackers, you're hoping Darian Owens um, can really become a player next year. You'll have Kirby back for one more year. Um, going to need, need another guy to emerge at linebacker and and be a, a real playmaker. Secondary next year, I think, is looking pretty good. Almost everybody's back. So, I just, like I told you before, I just think the key to this game against Florida State coming up also is, is, is basically those receivers. Two of them, Lane and the other one, who was like the number one receiver in the nation, you know, from down here from, from Miami. Um, they're true freshmen, and they're killing it. But that, that whole – I don't think the running game's that good, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we just got to stop that 20 yards here, 30 yards there, and scoring in less than a minute. We stopped that, and I think we have a really good shot of winning the game. No question about it. All right, you got anything else tonight? All right, my brother. Oh, no, no, that's it. You take care. Great show. All right, man. Thanks for being part of it. All right. All right. Um, 646-595-2048. If anybody still wants to get in, let's go out now to – Seven eight six. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this week? With us? Go once, twice. You're out. All right. Let's go to the eight six five. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello, Gary. Yes, sir. Hello. Hi. Yep, how you're are on. you? That's you. I, I'm enjoying your show, Gary. I live in Tennessee. I was uh, being a season ticket holder for 20 years when I was in South Florida. So I really miss the hurricanes, and I, I I just want to make a comment. I notice a lot of the other callers have picked up on the same thing. My puzzlement watching them is this uh, receiver, Stacy Coley. Last year, he looked like a tremendous prospect. I've seen one game where they threw him a long pass and he dropped the ball for a touchdown, and I just wondered if they lost a little faith in him because if that boy comes through – Miami has uh, some offense to try and stop between their running game and the receivers and the tight end. Uh, I, I just, they could play with anybody. But my question is, Stacy Coley, is there a problem with this young man? Well, he had his wisdom teeth out in, in the summer, and he mm-hmm. missed um, several weeks of, of off-season workouts with the rest of the team. So that so that okay. was one issue, and and I think that couldn't eat properly and 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 different things like that, and lost some weight in the process, and and lost some of his lost some of his um, explosiveness um, over the summertime. And oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, and because of that, apparently he's been having a hard time getting open early in the season, and um, I think that combined with you know a young quarterback. Um, Sort of a hodgepodge approach to, approach to offense. Not the passing game's not always featured week after week. Um, other receivers like uh, Herb Waters, um, Philip Dorsett have been playing pretty well. Uh, Braxton Berrios coming in. You know, you've got a lot of receivers who have been playing pretty well and, and getting reps. So you got a lot of players that are sharing playing time, and mm-hmm. combined with sort of a, a little bit of, of, of dif- difficulty um, getting open. 
I, I think has contributed uh, to Stacey okay. Coleman not having the kind of year everybody expects. I, I got you. So he had a little more problem than I thought because last year he looked like one of their main targets. I know their main long ball target is Dorsett. And I figured if this boy would be, you know, in the same plane as Dorsett, they would really have something. But that that was my question. As far as a lot of the callers are calling about the defensive line, I think they'll find, they'll get their recruits if Miami starts winning. I know that Al Golden's hands were tied for a number of years. You have to remember that with, uh, you know, that situation hanging over Miami's head. So, I think you've got to give this man another year or two. And uh, the last couple games have been encouraging. And let's see what happens now. Like I said, if they, if they can get this win, you'd be surprised how many recruits might just turn, change their minds and come here. Well, you know, they don't have goal. to turn a lot. You know, they, they've, got a, they've got a lot of commitments right now. But you're absolutely right. right. They, win, they win this game, and it's going to open mm-hmm. some doors here in the last couple mm-hmm. months of recruiting. There's no doubt about it. Right. Well, listen, I'm not going to tie you up. I've enjoyed your show. That, that that Coley fella, that was the only puzzlement I had, and you've given me a little insight. So let's hope, uh, you know, they they can all come through because if, if he's on the ball, I'll tell you, they will give them a tough game. They will give – and if their defensive line can put some pressure, that's the other thing. They, if they can put some pressure on uh, Winston, uh, who knows what's going to happen. It'll be very interesting. All right, hey, very thank enjoyed you. it. Yep, thanks for being part of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye bye now. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Time to go out now to the seven five seven, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this week? You with us? Last shot. Real good. How you doing, man? Yeah, that's you. How you doing this week? Hear me? We can hear you. Talk. Who's this? I'm doing all right, man. I'm calling, uh, you know, the last few weeks or whatever, our defense has been playing pretty decent or whatever. I'm really concerned about how it's going to play against Florida State or whatever. I'm I'm excited about what I'm seeing. But what do you think we're going to see versus Florida State? Well, I, I think the jury's out. I, I think your concerns are legitimate. I, I think that that it's, it's, the revival has been great. I, I think that the way they've played the last few weeks has been phenomenal. It's been aggressive. They've been attacking. They've been successful. Throw any adjective that you want into the ring, and it applies. It, it, it's all phenomenal. Um, what they're going to face a week from Saturday night is a whole different beast. Okay, and you know this is a team that has to prove that it can play against legitimate top competition. Um, if it's ever going to be taken seriously again. And and this is the last opportunity really right now for this year probably. I mean, you know, Nebraska I thought was an opportunity earlier in the year, and um, they they didn't bring it the way they needed to. Um, you know, Louisville, because of the showcase beginning of the year, um, was somewhat of an opportunity as was Georgia Tech. They didn't get those done on the road. Uh, now you got Florida State at home, and, and this is it, man. This is your chance for 2014. Uh, to prove that you're ready for prime time player again in college football, and um, you know they they got to be able to do it. And you know the the concerns that they can't, I think, are legitimate. Um, you know, I think starts at the top. Um, all the you know you could talk about all the positive things with Al Golden and and you know 
he's got a large number of supporters. Some people got a little down on him earlier this year. Um, fact of the matter is, Al Golden's never had been a head coach in a game like this. Okay, he has never been no. a head coach in a game like what they're going to play a week from Saturday, and he certainly has never won one before. And he's never he's never led a team to victory in a game like this. This is this is a hump that he needs to get over in his own professional career. Um, he needs to prove to himself, and he needs to prove to the public that he could take a football team, get them ready to play a game of this magnitude on this type of, of, of stage and win it. And um, so until they do all these things and until they prove that they can beat top level competition and not get blown out every time they play a game like this, um, any concerns that you or anybody else have are very legitimate and um, it, it's proving time. And this is my main concern, whatever, because you know what? We look good the last three weeks. Like, we look damn good. And so I know coming up to Florida State or whatever, everybody's excited. Everybody's seeing this. They're seeing that. But I know the Hurricanes are capable of pulling this upset off. They are. No doubt about it. And I think Al Golden is going to have to make a move. You know, he's going to have to make something different. We have to do something that we haven't, that Florida State hasn't seen yet. Because we are the team that will and can beat Florida State. But what it boils down to is, do you think Al Golden is going to make that move and surprise us with something that we haven't seen yet? Um, I don't think it's necessarily doing something that you haven't seen yet. I mean, I don't think, you know, you might see some wrinkles here or there without question, especially with two weeks to prepare. Um, But it's not a matter of um, surprising or Florida State. You have to out-execute them. And you have to have a, a good plan, and you know, you, you, and you have to just go out and execute it, and, and that's the key to this game. Not you know pulling rabbits out of hats. I think, All right, you got you got anything you know else? What? Well, you know, Gary, I appreciate everything you do or whatever, man. I read your site every day, and uh, I just, I honestly, I honestly hope, I hope like the game is close is what I hope. You know what I mean, like. Our games that we play in prime time the last couple of years haven't been what they should be. But at the same time, I have that feeling, you know, like that little inkling feeling that, hey, man, we're about to shock the world with this game. Well, they have an opportunity to, that's for sure. All right, well, thanks, Gary. I appreciate it. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the... Seven seven zero. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this week? Hey Gary, how you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This is uh Tony Tony Campbell calling from uh, the ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, what do you think? Things going today? One of, one of my favorite cities. All right, all right. <laughs> Love Atlanta. <laughs> although, although that that loss against uh, Georgia Tech early in the year that still hurts, still burns. Yeah, but that had nothing I wish to do with Atlanta. That game. Atlanta's still a great city. Yeah, it is. What you, it is. So what you got for us this week? Um, I mean, everybody pretty much touched on um, a lot of things um, about the game and as far as our game planning and everything. But I don't know if anyone has mentioned, like, ball control as far as our offense and not making turnovers. That's my um, take on the game. I think the less turnovers we make or critical mistakes are very important for us to win this game as well as ball control. There's one way to beat a team like Florida State, and that's if you take care of the ball, 
not fumble, not force anything, just keep the balls out of Winston's, I mean, uh, yeah, Jamison Winston's um, hands, so that way if they can't, you know, do what they do, which is score points, um, they make very few mistakes, although if you pressure him, he will make some mistakes. But if we control controlling the ball, taking care of the ball, and just playing good, solid, you know, defense and offense, I think we got a good shot at winning this game. I'm very confident. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, ball control is obviously always something that you'd love to do. Um, I think it's easier said than done when you're playing Florida State. Um, but, yeah, anything that if they can if they can keep their offense off the field, I mean, obviously that's going to enhance their chances to win the game. But it's, it's you know, honest, honestly, you know, and, and we'll be doing this next week too, obviously, but it's really, you can't, you can't script out how these games are going to be played. You really can't. It's, it's, right. it's impossible. I mean, we'll all try. You'll try. I'll try. Everybody else will try. And we'll think that, that, that we have an idea how this game is going to play out. But, but the truth is, it's it's that's a very very difficult thing to do. There's just so many moving parts in a ball game like that. So right. um, I would say just show up and enjoy it. You know. Right. So if I was was to ask you if you were um, to give bread on this game, how much would you, uh, I guess, place on Florida State if they were the favorites to win this game? Obviously, they have a much better record. They're the number two team in the country. Um, I don't know if this is considered, I guess it's considered a home game for Miami, but you also have a lot of Florida State fans within that, you know, South Miami area. How much would you say those guys um, might be favored for this game? Under normal circumstances, you might see, if I, and I'm just guessing, of course, but you might see a line in the neighborhood of a touchdown. Um, but the one thing that happens in gambling when Miami does well, and, and I think right now, you know, you, you know, you've got this whole Miami is back movement based on the last two games, and that's going to bring a lot of money in the Miami direction. Um, you know, people love to love to bet Miami. Miami's back. You know, Miami is a national team, and um, so I would guess if I were going to guess where the line would settle, um, I would probably say. You know, Florida State a, a five point favorite, maybe. Just and and again, I'm just guessing. I you know, I have no idea where they're going to put the line, or you know, right. at, least, at least to open up. But um, I would guess Florida State would be maybe a five point favorite. Okay. And my one last uh, question to you, Gary. I know this may not, you know, have any significance uh, on the game or on maybe very little significance on recruiting. But how many uh, former UM players um, do you think would possibly be on the sidelines for this game? Uh, there'll like be a lot of attendance uh, on the sideline. I, I don't know about that. You know, they, they have an area uh, in the in the suite level where they entertain all the former players. I'm sure that'll be packed. Um, but there'll be a lot of them there, no doubt about it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's all. That's it for me, Gary. Can you just keep me on hold? You got it. Thanks for being part right, of the show. Gary. All right, let's go out now to the 732, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Gary, how you doing? This is KD. Who is this? KD. 
Oh, KD, how you doing, man? What you got I'm for I'm doing us? great. I'm doing great. I enjoy listening to your show. I'm here in uh, Jersey. All right. Yeah, yeah. And I just, uh, you know, it's interesting. I've been listening all year, and it's great to see a resurgence. You know, as a Jersey guy, really rooting for Al Golden to do well. And uh, it's it's interesting because you're, you, a lot of your callers all year have been talking about, you know, the defense and the defensive problems. And I think the most exciting thing for this team is to see the, the defense doing well and, and really starting to come together as a team. And uh, I, I just wanted to ask, do you see besides the young defensive end and maybe Darian Owens, are there any other young guys that you see coming along that are going to be getting some playing time on the defensive side? By young, you mean freshmen? Yeah, like I, I, I guess we freshmen and sophomore. Um, man, I'd have to go. I'd have to go through. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of them. I mean, um, I think the young DBs are, are doing really well. Um, but, you know, they're they're playing a lot. Um, freshmen ready to break through. Um, no, I can't. I, I mean, I, I think the ones that are ready to break through are already playing. I don't, I don't really have any. Yeah. Any, at, at this point of the season, nine, nine games in, I don't really have anybody to tell you is about to emerge at this point. I think. They're either playing or they're redshirting by now. Um, yeah. But you know, you, you've seen a lot of these young players make contributions this year, which obviously is a really good thing. Well, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's great. You see it on the offensive side when you look at the two freshman linemen. You look at the quarterback, and you look at uh, obviously Yearby getting in there. It's been exciting on that side of the ball. The, um, you know, I, I look at you know, I hear a lot of the people calling talking about all the different recruits and the. You know the five star, the four star, the three star, and and whenever I check in on you know rivals two four seven and stuff like that, I think they have a pretty good class coming in. It's you know as long as the guys like uh, what's his name the the running back today, I guess uh, the Scarlet was saying that he's definitely staying uh, with Miami and not going to FSU. I mean that's exciting. He's a great player, and there's uh, you know we've we've got some kids you know, in New Jersey that I think they were looking at too. And one of the kids, one of the linebackers down on the Jersey Shore is a very tough physical kid that uh, I know from last I checked was committed to Miami. Yep. Um, here's what I'll tell you. Don't don't try to judge the recruiting class right now in its entirety. Um, I think mm-hmm. there's going to, I think there's going to be a little movement. I, I think that there's still a few guys on there that mm-hmm. might, that might get replaced and things like that, particularly maybe some of the receivers that you're, that you see on the board right now, Emily Spence, um, Terrell Gozier are, are two that come to mind. Um, there's, there's still a lot of recruiting left to be done. And, and, and there are some places where Miami's making some headway, particularly at the receiver position. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just throw out a couple things. I, you know, I, I think that the, the Callaway kid at, at Booker T is obviously mm-hmm. one that that they're recruiting very hard. Um, I think they're continuing to recruit Devontae Phillips from Central uh, very yeah. hard, and and he's a kid that at the end of the day could end up falling to Miami. So there's there's still a lot of recruiting left to be done, and I wouldn't get too preoccupied right now as you're sitting here in early November trying to evaluate the recruiting class as a whole. Yeah, I think I'm just I'm excited about. I think the game obviously. I, you've been around it for a long time. I'm sure that a, a win in this game or just the excitement of the crowd that they're going to have there is going to make a big difference on the recruiting, I would think. 
Well, you're hoping it opens up some doors, particularly on the defensive yeah. side. I think I think recruiting's going very well offensively. Um, you would mm-hmm. like to be able to get get a few defensive tackles and and and, and sure. a linebacker and or two here, and um, you know I I think that that's what you have to hope happens. As a result, it, it, win or lose of the entire Florida State game experience, and you know from the Miami standpoint, you're hoping that they show up and play a very competitive game that represents the program well. Yeah, it'd be great. Listen, Garrett, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Enjoy your show. Anytime. Thanks for being part of it. Take care. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. Um, We're approaching our third hour of the evening. Um, Let's see. looks like we have another call from the 850. Let's go live now. You're on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? I don't know what it is about these guys in the 850. I'm going to stop bringing you on if you're not going to talk when we bring you on. Let's go to the 305. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How are you? Who's this? It's Schmeier 55. Hey, what's up, Schmeier? How are you doing this week? Ah, doing all right. Doing all right. Short wait time. I like that. <laughs> Gary, let me you ask you. What was your, uh, what was your... The other day? Huh? What was that? So I'm sure. I'm sure you enjoyed the game the other day. I did. Actually, I was uh, shocked. <laughs> I, I mean, I really. I, I'm not sure whether to be angry or to be overly excited about what I'm seeing on the field, just because. I mean, the team looks night and day different from what they used to look like. I mean, before the season, and they're just killing teams. And I really don't know what's kind of what's changed. Do you have any, do you have any, uh, anything to add to that? What, what do you think's clicked with this team well, to I, make them? I, I mean, think they're so getting better. Uh, I think they're getting better. I think obviously the, the defensive game plan was was more aggressive, um, and I think the competition has been very average. You put all that together. I mean, but Gary, that North Carolina team is not nearly as bad as we made them look. We made them look like, I mean, we've, we've beaten Florida A&M, has given Miami a little bit better of a of a challenge in that team the other day. We absolutely dominated them except for one play in the first half. I mean, you don't normally see domination like that from other than like a top-10 team in the country. Yeah, I mean, the stars, look, the stars aligned. I don't think North Carolina played their best game. I think Miami played perhaps its best game, um, and had everything right. going. You know, they they, they, they they had everything going. They got on a roll, and North Carolina just couldn't get anything uh, to work for them on Saturday. What, what was your facial expression like when uh, they, the kicker from Pitt missed the uh, field goal versus Duke? That was pretty shocking, I got to admit. I didn't see it live. <laughs> I, saw it, I saw it on the highlights later in the day, but... Uh, man, that was a pretty short kick to miss in that situation. Oh, God, what a bummer that was. I mean, who knows what it's going to end up being like, but I don't know. Pretty bad. Trying to think what else I could add here, Gary. Um, no, I just, I, you know, like I said, I'm not sure whether to be angry or to be overly excited about what I've seen with this team because you just could say what could have been. And, it, you know, we went from having a disastrous, season and you know who knows they're just beating teams that they should actually beat but to just overwhelming you know I would you know there's not good competition but you know average competition but just beating them you know 
I don't know. And Florida State definitely is prime for a beating. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, who knows what's going to happen, you know? What, what do answer, you think about the FSU game? Well, I, I think the answer to your first point is be excited, but understand that until it happens against good competition, I, uh, against right. a really good team, a top a top 10, top 15, even a top 20 team, um, right. that you have to temper that excitement and understand that there's still a lot more to be proven. Um, so I would, I, I would, oh, I won't, I won't forget, I won't forget, and you, you mentioned this too, three of the worst call, or the two of the worst defensive call team and one of the worst offensive call games I've ever seen in all my years have happened this, this year. And I will not forget that anytime soon. <laughs> yep, um, what I, do you think about the Florida State game? I think that it's a great matchup for Miami. I think they have a, they, they obviously they clearly have a chance to to win right. the ball. I, I think that they, like I said earlier in the show, they have enough defensive backs to match up against that offense. I think the offensive line's been playing very well, um, and they they should be able to move the ball on offense. And I think it's it's all right there in a gift wrapped opportunity. Right. Anything? Anything new on Flowers with him? Not yet. I don't. You you won't hear anything for a week. You know, he he had the scope. Now he's rehabbing, and um, I imagine they'll evaluate it about a week from now. Right. And just a uh, you know on the recruiting front, any you you could be the only one that mentions uh, the kid from Central Phillips ever coming to Miami. By the way, <laughs> I've done a little research on that, and I don't hear anything about that. Not unless you hear something that I don't. <laughs> it's my job, man. <laughs> that is, that is. Maybe a lot to me. I think I that just, they're going to. I get... just think. I think at the end of the day, that there's a there's there's a shot there. Uh, I think that they're going to get the kid that they had pick the unofficial uh, Merrick. I've heard that's pretty much going to happen from what um, my little shot there, Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's as guaranteed as some people want to think it is, but there's All a right. definite. There's yeah, and there will uh, definitely be some major shakeups, major shakeups with the some of the current kids that are committed well, for the for the better, not the worst. That from you know, I think you mentioned a few of them before, but yeah, you're pretty much spot on there. What do you you, you think any of these any of these defensive commitments? You think that we have anything? In the, I, I I still don't understand how that, other than the fact that most of the offensive kids are homegrown in Dade County, but. I mean, the defensive recruiting is just not not there, and it's just really. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess they were lucky to get some of the kids locally before, but I mean, they don't have anything really in the pipeline. I mean, I guess we'll see how the season goes, but nothing really that's earth shattering that I think that we're in the game for. I don't know. I guess they need to turn that around. Yeah. Well, you know, right now there's there's nothing really to report there. Um, I, I do think that if they put a good showing against Florida State, that it will help recruiting on the defensive side of the ball. Right. All right. They have well, momentum going be... now, the way they've been playing the last few weeks. So. That's true. you got to continue to maintain it in this next game. Yeah. Well, you like they've never won that big game, I mean, under Golden. So let's see, maybe – Maybe this could be it, because I think that, yeah, Florida State is not half as good as they were last year, and we seem to be, you know, ready to roll. So, But, yeah, we've had we've been in this position before and been disappointed. So, 
nothing nothing would shock me. It looks like Cook is really starting to heat up over there on that yeah. side. So he could be their guy going forward, and that could be tough. Yep. All right, Robert. All right, Gary. Well, I'll speak to you soon. All right, man. Hey, thanks as always for calling in. All right. All right, we're heading into hour number three on Kane Sport Live, the uh, a little weekly get together of the Canes Nation. Um, let's go now to the seven seven zero, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? You with us? Hey, Gary. It's you. Spoke with you earlier. This is uh, Tony Campbell. I don't, I don't know how. Oh, okay. Uh, you got back to me again. I'm sorry, we didn't have we didn't have you on hold, so um, so I brought oh. you in as a call. But all right, we'll we'll put you on hold. All right, let's go out now to the try the uh, seven eight six. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Hello. That's you. What's going on, guys? Doing good. Doing good. Who's this? Joe. All right, Joe, what you got for us this week? There ain't too much. Just hoping that we can keep it going. That's pretty much it. Just hope they keep calling decent game plans. We'll be all right. We might be right. the one that could the state. Did you have anything special you wanted to talk about, or you were just listening to the show? No, uh, just pretty much. Just got off of Just pretty much listening. That's about it. All right. I'll, pu- I'll put you back on hold then. How about I that? I appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. All right, let's go now to the 813. You're now live on King Sport Live. How you doing this evening? How you doing, Gary? This is Andre from Tampa. Hey, what's up, Andre? Talking to the phone. We can't hear you real well. Oh, okay. Hello? There you are. What you got, man? Oh, okay. How you doing this week? Hey, hey man, look at him. Look at You know, you know me, and my, me and my family went down to the game. Okay. And uh not trying to be... Man, Sunlight Stadium got to be the worst stadium I've been in in a long time. The game was great, but that stadium is raggedy. <laughs> well, it needs it needs a little updating. It's starting to get a little old, and and they're getting ready to put three hundred million dollars into it. So you know, being six three, two fifty, that that. Thank God, you know, Duke Johnson was doing what he was doing. You know what I mean? And everybody else was doing because, you know, I, I just stayed standing up. So, but that, woof, woof, I'm tame. But, you know, um, well, I, I had a couple of questions in a way. Um, the defense, okay, the defense looked pretty good out there. Um I think, you know, North Carolina might might have been off a little bit. But um why the linebackers are still running out there guarding the slot man. I mean that's scheme. They've been doing it a lot less. You know, I mean and, and that's part of the reason why they've been playing better. You know, they they've just been matching up with the other teams players better than they were earlier in the year and um they're playing more aggressively the safeties are more in the game than they've been and and i think that's why you're seeing them have success the last few weeks you, that, i mean that's what i'm saying I, I i've seen one time where they kept mccoy in and he was able to get the sack you know what i mean i'm like that's what they said you know that's what everybody been looking for him to you know to keep 
McCoy instead of bringing McCoy the the guard of slot man, and um, so I mean I seen that and I'm like okay they still he's still trying to it's like he's still trying to work that in with them linebackers guarding that slot man that that's that's not working, but um, but the offense looked great man I think that uh, freshman did an excellent job, you know I don't see why they put number six six in for that one play, um, but. Well, they're no, trying I, to get playing time. You talking yeah, about but, uh, dog food? Yeah, the first play he's in, he gave up uh, a sack. Yeah, he gave up that high of the season, but yeah, they're I, trying to get him reps. Yeah, I almost came out of my. I almost jumped over that that gate over there. Just, but but anyway, but you know this, you know. Uh, but that I'm I'm telling Art. I mean, Art is doing an excellent job with yes, putting freshmen in. I mean that. I mean, I was kind of nervous. I seen him over there, but that's a big guy, man. That is a big guy, you know. And uh, so, I mean, it was it was good. But man, Art doing an excellent job, man. I got I was able to take some pictures and stuff like that. But man, Art doing a great job, you know. Um, I like the I like the I'm, I like the emotion and uh, the thing that Golden showing on the sideline. I think that's helped. I think this last four, the last three or four weeks, he's been doing that. I think that's kind of helping the team out because I think they see that fire him. They kind of, they kind of like, they kind of going behind that. So that's why I think we, as fans, as me, wanted to see that just that excitement and uh, the you know enthusiasm of the, the team. So with Golden be sitting there walking around like he's pacing and and nervous, don't know what he's you know like he's trying to think. Now you just see him just being aside on every play. He's 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 calling timeouts. He's in the huddle. You know that's what you want. That's what I want to see out of head coach. So I mean, he's been engaged. I, that's no I'm, question about it. Yeah, so I I noticed that for the last three or four weeks, I he got uh, blowed out on the on the you know the radios and stuff. But I'm glad to see that. You know, if if the team is drawn off that man, he needed. He need to be jumping up and down on, on the floor of the state, you know. So, but uh, another thing is, I'm just hoping that when Florida State get crunk or get running, cause it, it go happen. Winston go get on fire. I'm just hoping that team could just be consistent and be able to, you know, withhold or stand. Like when they score, Miami have to score. You know what I mean? It, it will have to happen. You know what I mean? Just like it happened last year when uh, Florida State was ready just to score and everything. So, well, that's it for me, Gear. That's it. All right, man. Hey, you thank know. you for being part of the show. All right. Thank you. All right. 646-595-2048. Um, let's go now to the 225, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this week? Yo, what's up, Gear? Doing good. Who's this? It's Jason from Baton Rouge. What's up, Jason? What you got for us? Uh, nothing much, man. Hey, um, I actually was just on hold, man. Um, you threw me in the, the queue, but um, I'll, I'll chime in. I'll chime in. Can I talk a bit uh, about recruiting? Um, let's see. Who is this? Um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. The uh, Patchen. Scott Patchen, I believe his name. Uh huh. Um, is he? Did, did he get uh, tear his ACL or something like that? He, he's yeah, injured? he he was hurt. 
earlier, but um, he'll be okay by next year. Okay. All right. So, so we do have what? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to pull it up as. Let me see a couple of recruits. I'm, I'm trying to see what's on the defensive line. Um, I'll tell you anyway, what. Um, I, 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 gather, gather your thoughts, and I'll come back to you in a minute. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let's go to the um, the two three nine. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Hello. Yes, sir. That's you. No, I was just listening. Oh, all right. Um, uh, let's try. Let's try the eight one five. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? All right, let's go back. Let's go back to the two two five and see if our buddy Roland there's got his thoughts together. We're back to you. Hey, 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 man. Uh, I, I didn't have it together, but I, I, I do have something though. Um, let me, let me ask you a question. Uh, I, I want to say, uh, Tim Irvin. Um, what is the status on him in terms of his recruitment? Is, is he a lean towards Miami, or is he just, you know? Uh, poking with Miami and, and, and leading them on to leave them at the uh, at the altar. If I, if I were the head coach, his status would be nowhere, <laughs> um, because I, you know, it, it, Tim Irvin is, is is a guy that, um, I mean, if I were going to make a bet right now, I would say he will not end up at Miami just because if he was going to go to Miami, wouldn't he have committed already? Um, you know, it, it seems it seems like that would be the case, um, but he's not really letting anybody know where he stands and it's very much up in the air. Um, but I, I have to believe that does not bode well for the hurricanes in that regard. And you know what? You're talking about a kid who's about five, eight, who's a safety. He's an explosive athlete, but to me, a five, eight safety whose uncle is Michael Irvin should not be putting the university of Miami through the ringer and recruiting like this. If he has the opportunity to go there and, um, you know, I, I, yeah. if I were Al Golden, I'd have long since moved on there. But that's yeah, it's, that's it's, my, my opinion. Yeah, it's it's hard though. It's hard to just say to move on, in the sense five, that five eight my, the five eight safety. I, no, 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 no. I'm not I'm not worried about. It. See, don't don't. This is the way I look at it, Gary. Don't get hung up in the size. That's the Al Golden talk. Was how big is he? How you know how much does he bench? I don't care about that. I just want an athlete because at the end of the day. Uh, that Jordan kid. Hang on, hang on for a second. The Jordan kid at Florida State was a short guy too. Was he five eight? He got drafted. He was a playmaker. So I don't really get too involved into the oh he's five eight or five nine because at the end of the day you want explosive athletes who can play the ball in the air. Um, as you see, our defensive backs can't really do that well. But you want you want somebody that can play the ball in the air and that's going to make some plays. That's ultimately what you want. I don't I don't really get too too hung up into the, you know, uh, well he's five eight and he's two fifteen safety. You know, I, I I don't really worry about that stuff. But I agree. I agree with you in the sense that he's probably not going to commit. He's kind of waiting. I think he's waiting to see what, you know, how the other recruits are going, what they're going to lean to. You know, to give himself a spot. I mean, you know, does he want to go to Florida? Does he want to go to Florida State? You know, so and and that's my thing. I just feel like um, he's he's going to weigh his weigh his options and, and see where everybody else, where the other chips fall, in, and then he'll determine where he's going to go. Ultimately, you know, yeah, he'll he'll play he'll play Miami, he'll play him in the end, and 
if if that class filled up the way that he does not want it to fill up at his main school somewhere in Florida, um, then he'll go ahead and jump on the Miami bandwagon. And that's my personal thoughts on him. All right, now, fair enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, one one last kid I did want to go out there. What's the other kid, Jaquan Johnson? Is he a safety or is he a corner? He could be either or. Uh, total stud. Uh, phenomenal get. Um, a kid that I think is going to be a big-time player at Miami. Okay. Okay, so if if this is my thing, if he's a phenomenal player like, like you say he is, would it be better to move him to safety as opposed to cornerback? Because the way we play cornerback, you're not, you know, you're going to run away from the receivers anyway, so it doesn't really matter who's a good cornerback or not. I think it'll depend on who else they get, where where their needs are, where they feel he fits best. You know, they'll probably look at him in both spots very early in the game. Um, but he he could play anywhere. That that kid's but a really see, good player. He's a really good player. But, but do you see what I'm saying, though? If you're a cornerback, it's not like you – only person that really gets a chance to play a little cornerback is Artie Burns. The rest of them, like Trace, and, and they, they, they have to run away from the receiver because they don't really have the hips. Like like Antonio Crawford, he's, he's fast, but, man, he has no ball skills. And, and oh, man, he, he's, he's, not, he's not good at covering. I'm just talking about coverage. I'm not talking about, you know, any – you know, can he go up and hit? Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But you know, I I, I, I wouldn't worry too much that. about where Jaquan Johnson's going to play. Seriously, I mean, he's he's one of the top recruits in the class. Um, will undoubtedly contribute as a true freshman and um, is going to be a really good player at Miami. Right. So, well, let me, let me, you know, let where me he settles, I don't think that is that big of a deal. Let me close you with my last thought. You said that it doesn't matter. Um, if he goes to cornerback, man, that's, that's a lot of defensive backs, and that's a lot of guys to try to get well, ready. That's why you might see him at safety. He did. He might be able to get on the field quicker at safety. Uh, I mean, then we already have a lot of safeties, too. You see what I'm <laughs> well, saying? you got to keep signing guys. Guys graduate. Guys get hurt. You know, your best players are going to be out there. Uh, trust me, yeah. this football team is not any, at any position too good. So I would don't worry about that either. All right, hey, listen, thank you so much for being part of the show tonight. Appreciate it, man. Take care. All right, give us a call again down the road. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go to the seven eight six now. Where you're now live on King Live. How you doing this week? What do you mean? You doing the dishes? Are you coming on the show? All right, you're gonna have to call back. Um. <laughs> Let's go to the two three nine. Man, we're like losing momentum here, guys. Let's go two three nine. Live support live. All right, let's try the nine oh four. You're now live on Team Court Live. Hello. That's you. Hey, how you doing, Jerry? Who's this? It's Stefan. Hey, what's up, Stefan? Try to talk into your phone a little doing? better. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. I had a, I had a question about um, the cornerback um, the plantation, uh, McPatton. Um, was we recruiting him hard, or what was the deal with him? No, uh, that that one did not go well from the beginning, and I don't know 
Now, Miami never seems to be rooting him very hard um, at any point in the situation. I don't know. Uh, I mean, they're not allowed to talk about their evaluation. I, uh, but Miami is never bigger there. No, there's a lot of these defensive backs this year in South Florida that they're, 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 they just don't seem to be really high on. There's a couple of them at St. Thomas, um, Causey and Damon Arnett, who are both going to be major college kids. My, they didn't really recruit either one of them. Um, you know, you, you can't sign everybody. And, you know, they're they're taking Jaquan Johnson. They went to got this Michael Jackson. They liked a lot. Um so, you know, they're getting guys that they want at those defensive back positions. It's just not, you know, they're just not just taking all the South Florida guys this year. Oh, okay. And, uh, I just want to say that um, the team is really, I think the team is really improving. And uh, I've been telling these Florida State fans up there, I think we got a real strong chance of beating them. You know, I think we just got to, we just got to come up with a real good game plan. And, the whole staff, get it together, and just do it. You know, they got the talent to beat. Yes, they, they, put it all clearly, together. if you look at the, the whole body of work, the whole nine-game body of work, there is no question that Miami now has enough firepower on both sides of the line of scrimmage to compete in State, particularly to get them at home. Uh, in a game like this where all the pressure's on them, they're trying to win a second national title, keep a 25-game win streak going. Um, it's all right there for the Hurricanes. Like you said, they just have to get it done. Yes, and another thing, they, they, a lot of people don't realize, what if this guy, a lot of you know, the only freshman receiver they have is Green. And a lot of yep. the other guys are the freshmen who we were trying to recruit last year are Herman Lane and Rudolph. Travis but, Rudolph. Uh, yeah, and I think I think our defensive backs match up well with with all that. So I, yep, that's okay. I, I, I talked I, I about that earlier. So. Great matchup, yeah. Miami. Well, it, no question about it. it exactly. But that, that's all I had. And um, good show. All right, man. Hey, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, we okay. can do that. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight is the number. Um, let's go now to, we have another call from the 904. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? Hey, what's going on, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Hey, Brooklyn, man. I'm on Kane Sports, man. All right, man. What you got for us tonight? Hey, not too much, man. I really I was home, but, uh, since you had passed me through, I'll go ahead and talk about something real quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Gary, I got a question for you, man. Do you really think our receivers uh, have been developed, honestly, though? Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think Duke Johnson's having such a great year, and and in combination with the other running backs, um, that maybe they're not throwing the ball as much as they have in past years, um, and that might be why it might seem like that's not the case, but... I mean, you look at the way those guys are playing. Every one of them's playing well. They're 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 having a big impact in the running game. They're blocking down the field. Um, they're catching the football. Drop passes haven't really been an issue this year. Um, the one thing that stands out to me though um, about the receiver group at Miami right now is you don't really have a lot of guys that 
can get open on their own one-on-one. Um, they're, they're what I would call more like scheme receivers. Um, like the plays have to be structured and, um, and, and then they can get guys open and stuff. But other than that, I mean, man, uh, you, you can't really knock those guys at all. I mean, they're, they're, they're playing well and they're, they're, they're seizing every opportunity they get. Right. And I, I'm not, you know, knocking, uh, knocking them for their accomplishments at all, but I look at, you know, I'm not trying to pick and point different things, but I look at games like I remember Georgia Tech when the ball was in the air and it was underthrown to Philip Dorsett. He couldn't adjust, you know, say doing his route. You know, to me, I feel like you know he got to know how to fight that one on one. You know, when uh when the ball is not you know perfectly thrown, I don't think our receivers know how to you know pretty much fight. You know, make sure they, they put themselves in a position to catch the ball. Now, you look at last year, Stacey Coley. He was a monster, but I, I was coming straight out of high school. So he was already taught, you know, these guys already taught that speed. They already taught, especially down in South Florida. You know, guys are already coming in, knowing a lot of, already have a lot of talent. You look at Braxton Barrios, he, he coming right out of high school already with talent, you know. But it, as the years go on and they develop a more finesse, a more of a, you know how to get over at the college level. To me, I look at Stacey Coley. Stacey Coley should be doing the same thing as that receiver up there in Florida State because he has some of the same talent as that guy up there. I mean, that's how I see him, you know. But it just seemed like and they know how to run routes because they all, Stacey Coley came in a true route runner. But it just seemed like they're not being fully developed. When, when it's time for that one-on-one, because Florida State going to play you one-on-one. They have some pretty good DBs back there. So they're going to play you press one-on-one. And do I, can our receivers honestly get open? Because sometimes Kyrie might not throw it right on the money, but can they, you know what I'm saying, put themselves in position and fight for that ball and get that ball and get upfield? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's, I that's would agree state. with you that uh, there will be a premium on making plays in the passing game in this game. I, I don't believe the Florida State just going to let Miami run the ball with Duke Johnson. I, I think they're going to have to be able to throw the football, get Florida State out of their um, – what I think will be an obvious game plan, um, and, and then be able to use the running game. So those receivers right. and Brad Kaya are going to have to play well next week. Right. And I just want to say, man, you know, Coach D, man, good job for your last couple of games, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think you've been doing pretty good. But, but why is it so hard for him? Is it like an ego thing for him to say, yeah, I've changed up things here and there? It's all about I execution. execution. <laughs> I don't know. So, well, I, I, mean, just think, saying, I, I just think yeah, it's I it here because, you know, it, it's obviously been pretty blatantly obvious that, that, that there was a different mindset on defense the last few weeks. And, you know, the fans are pounding their chests. You know, yes. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And, and, I said that for us all the time, man. On, on defense and and, and and they're looking at everybody like they're crazy. Like, what do you guys thought? We didn't change anything. We're just actually better. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just funny, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to laugh, you know. I, I, is it hard for you to sit there and laugh when you ask a question to them and you know, like, yeah, we know we sit there and we watch the film. We know you changed something. But, okay, you're going to continue to say you haven't. I mean, okay. To me, I, you, I, I have to, you know, kind of chuckle a little bit, man. You know, I do chuckle. Of course, I chuckle. <laughs> but, hey, covering yeah. covering sports and football and coaches is—I mean, it's hysterical sometimes. It really is. <laughs> and at the end of the day, hey. it's, it's just—it's a silly game between kids. You know, <laughs> that's what's so funny yeah, about it. Exactly. 
Exactly, man. Hey, man, I mean, I'm just, like I, I'm over, like I said, I'm over here in Hawaii now, man, you know, in the military, and I get to catch the games. I got to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, to, you know, to catch some of the games. So, but uh, it, it's, it's amazing to see what a young guy like Duke Johnson is doing, man. I mean, for to, uh, to wake up and just watch that guy perform, you know, hopefully on Sunday he'll be doing the same thing, you know, next year. But uh, it's, it's just amazing to see what he can, to see him do what he set out to do when he first joined uh, the UM, man. That's To me, that's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there's, there's but, the first uh, place to wake up at 6 in the morning to watch Kane's football in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. So, what you think? So good for you, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, oh, thank yeah, you for definitely. being part of the show. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, can you keep me on hold, man, I, uh, so I can listen to the rest of the Yeah, you got it. All right, we're in our final um, – 30 minutes here. I'm going to scan the board, try to make sure we bring people on who haven't been on yet. Um, so you're going to have to bear with me a little bit, but let's uh, let's go next to the uh, 678 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You've already been on. Um, let's go to the uh, 540. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, let's try the... Um, Try the uh, 601. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? You with us? Going once, twice. You're gone. All right. Um, let's try. Let's go to the 786. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Nobody wants to talk tonight. All right. Um, let's try the. Um, let's try the 202. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You know, sometimes I wonder if this, if, if if it's like a a prank where all these guys call in and purposely don't talk. All right, let's try the 305. You are on Kane Sport Live. All right, let's try the 815. You are on Kane Sport Live. You with us? All right. Um, 770. You are now on Team Sport Live. Hello? Yes, sir, that's you. Oh, Gary, what's up, man? It's Royal. Hey, what's up, Royal? How you doing this week? Oh, I'm good. You hear me? Speaking to your phone, though, so we can hear you. Yeah, you hear me now? Yep, we can hear you. Go ahead. I think we just got yeah, pranked yeah. by a bunch of Seminole fans. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh... Yeah, I've been trying to uh, get in the last few weeks, man, but I've been listening. Can't get in. It's all good. Sorry uh, about that. Man, I, ain't really... I, I try to get through the whole thing. Oh, board. no. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was at the uh, Georgia State game, too. You know, I'm from Atlanta, so I know you got on Steve pretty good, but I was there. <laughs> yeah, you believe he, didn't show, he, he did not show up for that game. You believe that? Yeah, that's my boy. He was uh, he was sick for real, though. He was sick. <laughs> but, uh... Anyway, uh, am I really in heaven now? I was trying to listen, but uh, <clears throat> looking forward to the game next week, of course. Um, your boy, uh, I got to give it to you, boy. Coley, he coming around a little bit with the offense. I like some stuff I'm seeing. Um, I, I like the bliss packages by D'Onofrio. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some stuff I'm liking. It's looking better. It's looking better. You know, I ain't. I ain't really gonna complain tonight, you know, but uh, 
Hey, man, I just want to win, Gary. I want a win. I don't care. If it's by two points, one point, I want to win. I'm tired of Florida State. I'm sick <laughs> well, of them. Yeah. I hate them. I'm tired of them. Yeah, they have obviously dominated the series in recent years. Uh, you're in year four of Al Golden. He, he's yet to uh, beat Florida State. So um, it's a big game. Well, no no doubt about it. It's huge for the program. Man, I'm going to tell you what I, what I was really sickening about them. I watched them last Thursday. Um, I'm normally working during the week, but I took off. To see all their star players from South Florida, that really makes me sick, man. And I know we can't keep them all, and I'm not even going to really get into it. But it, but it is still sickening at the same time to, to see outside of Winston, all their star players from South Florida. That, that's I, I mean, it's just sickening to watch that, man. But we we gotta uh, gotta put a stop to it, man. It, it, we gotta put a stop to it. If we gotta stop this right now, we got to stop this. They get another title, that'll be four. That'll be four. They they creeping up on us, man. They can't. Little brother can't catch up with us, man. I'm sick of them, Gary. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, you and, every, you, you and a lot of other people. Well, yeah, let me ask you another question, Gary. Somebody, I, I just want to get your opinion on this. And I noticed this by, from a lot of Miami fans. They would rather, and I'm going to go back to a couple of weeks ago, they would rather for Florida State to beat Notre Dame. I don't understand that. I don't understand the Miami fan. No. They are, I don't care about that Notre Dame, convict, Catholic stuff. No. Florida State is our rival. That is our problem. What you worried about Notre Dame for? I don't I th- understand I our fans with that. I think I think for the most part everybody wanted to see Florida State come into this game next week undefeated. You know, I, I think everybody likes the idea of being the team no, that knocks no, them off their no. pedestal. No, well, let me tell you something. You, that's how I think people are looking yeah, at. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. Yeah, everybody got their opinion. That's cool. Let me tell you about me. The weekend that Florida State lose and Virginia Tech lose, it doesn't matter whatever else go on that weekend. That's a real, that's a great weekend for me. I hate both of them, and when they lose, it's a great weekend. You understand? Yeah, I mean that's one way to look at it. But I think other people, <laughs> look, I think other people like the idea of being the spoiler for them. And that's why you're hearing a lot of that. Yeah, I, I, I understand that, but man, I tell you, I, I just don't understand how you you root for Florida State against Notre Dame. I, yeah, okay, I, our fans, man, they, whew, they, 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 they funny. But anyway, man, I just listen, man. I ain't really having nothing tonight. I, all right, you well, know, I ain't really having anything, but it's uh, good to talk to you. Yep, good talking to you. Thank you for being uh, part of the show, as always. Glad you got in this week. All right. All right, we'll keep you on hold. All right, I'm going to work the board here a little bit, see if, if there's anybody else that wants to get on. Um, let's see. Let me try the um, let's try the 850. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? All right, that one dropped. Let's, let's try the uh, 770. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. All right, let me see. Let's try um uh, 
Well, wait, give me a minute, guys. It's the thing that people are dropping left and right here. The board's going crazy. So um, just give me one second here. I just want to make sure we have so many people on hold. I don't want to bring anybody on that's that's already been on. Um, let's try the um, the 404. You are now on Kane Sport Live. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um, and again, I apologize for this. We've just got so much, so many guys on here. Let's try the 513. You are on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing? All right. We got how one. <laughs> yeah, I apologize <laughs> to everybody. I'm just, I'm sitting here trying to figure out no, who's been on. No, Gary, you're good. I was, actually, I was actually praying that I got on because I know there were so many people on before me. So it's actually a blessing. So we're good. Yeah, you got you got um, you got the floor. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a complex <laughs> little maze here for me right now. But I'm uh, I'm working nah, through it. No, nah, you're so, good, man. Um, just um wanted to call in. Um, I know there's a lot of people really don't have much to say tonight, and I know it's you know it's kind of like I think they're like me. Like I'm kind of like in flux with this team because I want to root for them and everything, but it's almost like you just don't know. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get if we go up Scared. against a good team. Yeah, it's like you're just like, okay, so we're supposed to be North Carolina. I understand they have a good offense. I understand all that. But we're Miami. We're supposed to beat them. You, you see what I'm saying? So now it's just like, okay, I'm heading into this Florida State game, and I'm like, uh, okay, D'Onofrio, are you going to call the same game plan? I mean, you have two weeks, basically, to prepare. So there should be no excuses. There should be no missed assignments. There should be no, you know, no one's tackling. It should be none of that for this game. It's not invincible. They are nowhere the team they were last year. And this is probably, I would say, in the Al Golden era, probably probably one of the best times we have of beating them. Because I just, watching that Louisville game, I just wasn't impressed with them. I think you can run the ball on them. I think you can. I think our receivers just don't do the bubble screen, but I think you can challenge them deep. I just, but I'm just scared of what D'Onofrio is going to do. Like that third quarter when they played Louisville last week, I almost felt I was watching our defense for a minute because it was just like, that's what I'm used to, and that's why I hope he doesn't do. You see what I'm saying? Like I just, well, you know, Louisville was having success on defense, and then they got away from what they were doing well. Yeah, like the third quarter. It was almost like I was watching Virginia Tech game, and we're up 24 nothing, and I'm like, okay, D'Onofrio, just stomp on their throat in the third. And then we go right back to what we were doing before, and Virginia Tech started moving the ball, and I'm just like, don't know. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, stick to what you did in the first half. It was working. I guess that's just what I'm afraid of. You just don't know what you're going to get. It's like sticking your in your hand in your son's trick or treat bag. You just really don't know what you don't. So it's, well, it's, it's almost like I'm just reserving judgment. I, I really have high hopes, Gary, but I'm just like, uh, I just don't know. Well, it's kind of like you know, you, it's kind of like you had a, you have a girlfriend, and you know, you 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 you've been going out and going out, and and, and you know, she hurts you, and you break up, and you're wounded and beaten up. And then, you know, she kind of like starts dipping her feet in the water again and, and, and starts fishing to see if she can get you back. And, and you know, you really love her, but you, you're not really quite sure, you know, and, right. you're, look, and you're looking for validation. And, you know, your, your validation is sitting there in front of you in, in 11 days. And, and yeah, you know. And, and I, I, oh, 
I don't know, Gary. I just I'm, well, that's just that's just I guess that's just where I feel with that situation. But wanted to ask you two quick questions. I know you have some people on hold. Number one, um, McFadden. Were we ever recruiting him? And to me, I don't know if, how you feel about the kid, but does he seem overrated to you? That's my first question. And number two, I know you know everyone's like so big on Tim Irvin. Honestly, personally, and I just wanted your opinion on this too. I honestly don't see why. I I think people are just sweating him because his last name is Irvin for some strange reason. I just think that he's like a Nigel Bessel to me. He he'll give you some plays. He's kind of dynamic or whatnot, but I just don't see. This is me. I don't see like that star athlete. Like you you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't see where it's like okay, you can come in day one starter or instant impact guy like Hargraves. Like people are just making him out to be like he's just because he's Irvin. It's like oh, he's an instant pickup, man, and, you know, why should he, you know, he should have been committed to Miami already. And I'm just like, it's obvious the kid does not want to come here. That's just the yeah, vibe I, I mean, get. He, I mean, he's an explosive kid, um, but like I said earlier, I mean, he's a 5'8 safety, and to me, you know, I'm not sitting there having a heart attack over it. You know, if, if, yeah, I'm, I, Al I just, if I'm Al Golden, I've, by now I've moved on. Yeah. Now, and have I, they? I, mean, I, I just, you know, I, I just I don't, don't get know. why people are so – high strong on him like he's a must get and I'm like are you saying it because I don't know that they are Irvin? nobody talks about him on the board anymore I mean I don't think yeah, anybody I mean, really cares not, about him yeah I mean and it's like quit sweating the kid because his last name is Irvin I mean listen Michael Irvin is a, is should be on Mount Rushmore in Miami but Tim Irvin it's like I'm not beating down the door we got the right kid in Jaquan Johnson now we can get Devontae Davis and kids like that I'm cool but well, him, yep, they, I'm just, Demonte you know. Davis, Carlton Davis from Norland is another one that they want very badly. Um, they will not stop recruiting him. Um, you know, they just got the Jackson kid from Birmingham. But, you know, the, 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 I think that if they could get the two Davises, they would be very happy with their defensive back recruiting class. And uh, just one more question, Gary, um, and just keep me on hold after this. What was the deal with McFadden? Were we just ever recruiting him? I mean, to me, I've watched – I watched kind of some games on him, and I just I wasn't really impressed. But just give me your synopsis on that, and basically what happened with that. And thanks for putting me on, and just keep me on hold. I'm I'm guessing there was concern about his speed, and you know they felt like there were going to be better defensive backs they could recruit, um, beginning with some of the guys that we met just mentioned. Um, okay. So yeah, no, they were never seriously in that one at all. Okay. All right. Hey, thank you so much for being part of the show. Um, All right, thanks, I'll, go ahead. I'll go ahead and keep you on hold for the for the balance here. Uh, let's see what we got. Let's try the uh, 951. You are now live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? Can you hear me? Yeah, this is doing good. Who's this? This T, man. I'm just, I was just hey, listening in, man. You know, enjoying the show like always. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just... I'm excited, man. You know, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm like you said, like the, you know, scared to get hurt again type boyfriend, but <laughs> but we'll we'll see what happens, man. Because they know, haven't I really done it. You know, it, 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 this ACC is a weird conference, man. I mean, it, it's it's yeah, like right. You know, you, these teams are not really good teams. I mean, I'm you know I'm sorry. I mean, there's there's a reason that all these teams are you know middle of the pack, you know, division one yeah. teams. I mean. They're just, you know, they're they're not really good. They're all going to be right around 500. Um, most of them don't play very competitive out of conference schedules. 
Um, yeah. And they're just average teams, and Miami has, has much better players than these teams. And Miami should well, be. Well, I mean, it, 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 like you say, they, they, they're making them look that way. You know, like Miami could have really blown out, um, what was it, who, North Carolina and the Virginia Tech. It could have been a lot worse. You know, so a few missed opportunities. And so Miami's playing, they're not playing the talent, like up to the talent. They're, they're playing like they look like, I don't know if it's just me, but looking at the team, they have a lot more swagger about them. They're building their confidence. And it looked like Miami players, like the old Miami team, like out there sometimes, you know, watching them. I think as long as we stay aggressive on defense and don't go back to that, like, soft defense against Florida State, man, we we, we got this. So, um, I just believe that, you know, so – We'll see. So, all right. Well, thank you for giving us a call, getting in before we uh, cut out here, and um, give us a holler again next week. We'll do. All right. Thanks, sir. All right, man. All right. Let me uh, continue on here. Try to make sure we don't leave anybody out. Let's try the uh, seven seven zero. You are now on Team Sport Live. That's you. All right. Um, kind of hard to see that one go. Um, let's see. Let's try the. Um, and again, I just uh, you're gonna have to bear with me. I got to make sure I don't bring somebody on twice here. Let's try the seven two seven. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this week? All right. <laughs> All right. Let's try the um, the two thirty nine. You are on Kane Sport Live. All right, we're getting a little rough here late at night. In a minute, I'm going to just switch gears and, and and go back to the subjects that we talked about. How about the 813? You are on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? And I'm giving everybody a quick shot here. I'm just clearing the board. How about the 501? You are on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, I'm on hold. This is Alex. I was on earlier. Okay, I apologize. Um, all right, let me um, let's see. I Pretty sure we've gotten most everybody on here. Um, if I'm missing you, I apologize, um, but we're just getting too many dead calls. So let me, um, before we go tonight, let me go back to some of the topics that we talked about at the beginning of the show um, that maybe we didn't get a chance to touch on. Um, people were asking uh, about Eric Flowers. Can he make it back in time for Florida State? Uh, the answer to that is he's trying uh, very, very hard, uh, doing some heavy rehab. And I'm guessing that about a week from now is when they'll make that evaluation as they get into the, the hardcore practices for the Seminoles. Um, people also wanted to know what are the chances he leaves early for the NFL draft. I, I think that they're still very, very strong. Uh, that's been the, the general feeling on him the entire year that this was going to be it. Um, he is projecting as a, as a high pick, maybe not a first-round pick, probably hasn't had as dominant of a year as it would take to get drafted in the first round. But there is no question that Eric Flowers projects as a very good prospect at the NFL level, um, and he's going to get drafted uh, very high, and I'm expecting him to go pro um, at the end of this year. Um, a lot of talk about the mood swings of the Canes Nation, um, how the fans have were so low a few weeks ago, and now they're they're, they're so high, and, and why isn't there balance? And... and you know, I think it's because it's a beaten-up fan base, if you really think about it. I mean, when you look at what's gone on over the last 10, 11 years, 
Um, you know, you start out the year, you're so desperate for it to be better, and suddenly it's not. Suddenly you've lost three games, and I think that's very deflating for people. And, you know, then you come back on the flip side, and the team plays really well, as well as they've played the last few weeks at Virginia Tech and against North Carolina. And you're thinking, wow, there's, you know, I've got my team back. The Canes are back, and you want to feel that way, and you want to feel uplifted. And um, I think the instinct becomes to get a little carried away and go too far in the other direction um, when, in fact, reality is probably right smack in the middle. Um, I think this is still a team and a group of coaches that has a lot left to prove. Um, I think they've got to prove that they can get it done against high-quality competition. Um, and I think the Florida State game is obviously one of those opportunities to do that. And, and that's why, you know, those of you that read my columns on canesport.com, um, I wrote about that this week, that, that the Florida State game is an opportunity for validation. Um, you know, you've the table, you, you've shown that you've got everything headed in the right direction, and now you've got a chance um, for validation here um, in the Florida State game. Um, why... Are people mad that the coaches won't admit that they changed things on defense? Um, I think the answer to that question is because people want to believe that they're the reason why the changes were made. And um, you know what? There's probably a great chance that they did have a, a lot to do with it. Um, I don't think that there can be noise to the degree that there was over the past month or so. Um, and, and, have, and people can just shield themselves from it and put themselves in such a bubble that they don't hear what's going on on the outside. And, and, and I think that um, there was an awareness of that. Um, I do think that, you know, sometimes, you know, co a coach relationship with players, sometimes players have to be goosed a little bit and have to have a fire lit under them. And, and I don't think coaches are immune from that. And I don't think there's any question that the level of coaching taking place in the Miami Hurricanes football program has taken a step forward and upward in the last few weeks. And um, I think you got to give the coaches a lot of credit for that. Um, and the fans that want to take credit for inspiring it, um, I don't really see any problem with that either because I'm sure that there was somewhat of a role um, there. Um, can the defense maintain its stellar level of play? Uh, I, I think they can if they stay aggressive. I, I don't think that this is a, a group of players and athletes that can just sit back and play passively. Um, and and be successful. I mean, I think you saw that against Georgia Tech. I think you saw that against Nebraska. Uh, when, you know, they kind of like were glorified, you know, blocking dummies or, or X's on a play board. And um, I think those teams move the ball fairly easily against Miami. And I, I so I, I think they can maintain their stellar level of play. Um, they just got to keep the same mindset. Um Another question, what is the reason for the upgrade in that level of play? I mean, obviously, there's several of them. We just talked about more aggressive play calling, I think, without question, was one reason. Um, I think you have to point to better play by the players. They're tackling better. They're getting to spots quicker, um, seem to be playing with more enthusiasm. Um, and I think the low level of competition is, is another factor. I, you know, Virginia Tech was not a very good team. Uh, they just lost at home to Boston College this past weekend, and they're now four and five. Um, I think North Carolina, as impressive as some of the numbers that they put up um, against certain teams 
during the course of the season were. Um, I, I think you, you you found out on Saturday that they're a very average team. They also are four and five um, right now um, with three games left to play. Um, so, you know, I think the answer to that particular question is probably all of the above. Um, and I think everything kind of is contributing in its own way to the better results and, and, and the, the appearance of a much better defense. And I think, you know, is the defense really better? Uh, you will obviously find out um, when Florida State comes to town uh, next week. Um, I was asked to comment on certain individuals and, and how they're doing at this point in the season. Uh, the first was Raphael Kirby. Um, he's playing solid football. I mean, I think, you know, we've consistently talked about this over the last year or two. Um, he's not a great linebacker. Um, probably lacks the, the, the foot speed to be that type of player. But I think what you've seen in the last few weeks is Rafael Kirby maximizing his ability and, and maybe playing as well as he can play. And, and that means, you know, making plays here and there. Uh, they used him a little bit on the blitz last week, effectively. Um, and he's serviceable linebacker for this defense uh, here as the season has entered its second half. Um, and that's obviously been good for Rafael Kirby. Um, Artie Burns, I think, has had a very solid year at cornerback, hasn't really gotten beaten. Uh, really, none of the cornerbacks have really been being beaten very, very badly. I mean, they've given up a couple long pass plays in, in games here or there. Um, Tracy Howard's one that has struggled at times. Uh, but for the most part, the play at cornerback has been really good, and I'll include Corn Elder in that since he's the next guy on the list. And um you know, I, I think you you just have to be very encouraged by the, the quality that Miami's had at the cornerback position this year. Um, and a lot of guys, um, Antonio Crawford's another one, stepping up and, and making real solid contributions there. Uh, Jermaine Grace, uh, without question, um, one of the top performers um, in recent weeks. And uh, the big thing with Jermaine and and, and um, he's been a much debated player, and I found myself talking about him quite a bit on the message boards. Um, could put Tyreek McCord certainly in the same category. And you know, the thing about Jermaine Grace is he's a, he's an undersized linebacker. If you're standing next to him, you would, and you had to make a bet, and you didn't know him, you would bet that he's a safety. He really has a safety body, and he's playing linebacker. Um, but the thing that has really made him excel this year is the way that Mark D'Onofrio has chosen to use him, and the majority of his plays, he's out in space. Um, he's able to use his athletic ability and speed to make plays and has really you know, put forth a really nice season here in year number two of his hurricane career. Um, and I, you know, So you certainly have to be impressed uh, with Jermaine Grace. Um, Dion Bush, I, I would have to if I was going to give an opinion on him, I would say um, this has been a little bit of a year of underachievement um, you know, just because, and a lot of it's not necessarily his fault uh, because of the way the safeties were being used in some of those games, but probably has not impacted the game to the degree that, you know, you might have thought that that Dion Bush that you saw when he was a true freshman might be doing by now in his junior year. Um, but he's had a solid year. I mean, it hasn't been certainly bad. Um, just hasn't really been able to be the type of impact performer um, that we might have expected him to be at this point of his career. Uh, next question dealt with the pros and cons of Duke Johnson entering the NFL. 
Um, I personally do not see any cons. I don't even think that this is a decision. I think Duke Johnson has no choice but to go to the NFL. He's a running back. I think he's maximized his ability. I don't think any evaluations of him are going to be any better a year from now than they are now. Um, Duke says that Mama Duke's going to make the decision. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's not going to be a decision. Um, I would be stunned if Duke Johnson did not enter the NFL draft. And then our final topic of the night dealt with the impact that um, Ice Harris is making as a member of the staff. Um, kind of a couple of people asked this question, and I was kind of surprised in the sense that um, there was there was some suggestions that Ice Harris might be impacting the defensive side of the ball and other areas of the team. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, he's coaching the running backs. He's strictly involved with the running back position. Uh, I think he's doing a phenomenal job there. The running backs have all been stellar the whole year. And I think the thing to watch as it pertains to Ice Harris is the impact that he might make in recruiting here down the stretch. Um, you know, I point to Devontae Phillips at Miami Central as one kid that might fall into that category. Certainly um, the two kids being recruited at Booker T. Washington, Rice Harris's son is the head coach. Rice Harris is the, is the former legendary coach. Um, you have to believe that at the end of the day, that's going to have an impact in the recruitment of um, Antonio Callaway and Devontae Davis, the cornerback. Um, I personally expect Miami to get both of those guys in the end. I think they have a great shot to get Devontae Phillips from Miami Central. Um, and um, i got to believe that as recruiting goes forward, Ice Harris will play, play a role. So anyway, I hope everyone um, enjoyed tonight's show. Um, I know we hit a little bit of a few speed bumps here in the last 30 minutes. Um, things got a little crazy. It's a lot of drop calls and stuff. But for the most part, I thought it was a really – uh, real quality show tonight. I want to thank everybody that called in and, and participated. And uh, we'll be back next Tuesday night, um, and we'll preview the Florida State game quite a bit and, and get a little bit more into the nuts and bolts of that matchup and Miami's prospects uh, to upset the Seminoles and uh, sort of make themselves relevant again on the college football stage. So uh, thanks again, everybody, and we will see you next week.